Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have the swim bait roundtable. I'll call it striper roundtable. Number one swim bait slash striper uh, with Stefan Kosal, Mark Rogers, and Mike Bennett. Also special guest, Justin Hill. He lives around the corner, so he stopped in to hang out for a little bit, and he's a buddy of mine and a buddy of theirs. Fun time. They, they kind of talk about everything, man. All kinds of stuff. Great stories. All of them have some great stories, so it, it's a good podcast. Appreciate you guys coming on. Today, uh, we have Fred Clinshaw, sponsor coming up. Uh, he added Kachuma to his lake list, so check that out. He does three lakes he guides on. And also, we have the Slay Day. That's this weekend, so let me give you a little ad from them. We all know that boat ownership is both a blessing and a pain. Unexpected costs, insurance, breakdowns, fuel, and equipment are all things to consider when buying your own boat. In Southern California, Slade SoCal Center Council Boat Rentals offers us anglers a chance to experience running our own boat with the ease of knowing we don't have to deal with all the headaches. They have fully stocked 21 and 23-foot center consoles. Consoles are ready to head to the island. Following a hugely successful tournament last season, Slade SoCal is again hosting a CA Spiny Lobster Hoop Netting Tournament Series. Beginning in Long Beach this October, join over 150 anglers this year, at the kickoff, the event on October 24th, 2020, out of South Shore's Queenways launch. For just 130 per team, you have a chance at over 4000 in cash winnings and another 3000 high-quality raffle items from local companies. Head over to SlayDaySoCal.com to register for the event to check out the boats that Slayday has to offer. All Slayday rentals include fuel for the, si- the day, 60 pounds of ice, and navigation and sonar to provide by Garmin touchscreen units. Slay Day, your passion, your boat. So, yeah, this is this weekend, guys. Get on it. They're doing the tournament, hoop netting. I'm going to try to head down there for a couple hours. We were going to enter it, but we didn't get to after all. We just, uh, things came up for some of the other guys. So, yeah, we'll be down there. Go support them. They, they've been a supporter of the podcast from day one. I appreciate that if you can. If not, run a boat. That would be cool, too. Um. Listen to this little piece from Fred, and if you could, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, uh, or a positive review, and I'm trying to build the YouTube back up, so check out, there'll be some, right now, some episodes will be up, this one won't be up, it'll be up as just an audio only, maybe on YouTube, because one of my cameras didn't record, I'm still learning with that, and uh, 
yeah, that, that, that whole set of podcasts really screwed me because the, the lens was out of focus too. So I put up the Matt one, uh, Magnon, and uh, I think Tanner's might go up, which is going to come this Thursday. Finbay Customs, that's another good one. So yeah, thanks guys for listening. Listen to this little piece from Fred, and uh, I'll hear you guys hear from me on Thursday. Fred Clinshaw Fishing of Southern California is offering custom-guided bass fishing trips for that first-time fishing experience to the seasoned professional tournament angler and everything in between. Spend a half full day or a custom trip catered to your needs aboard one of the two fully rigged high-performance bass boats with learning techniques used by the top pros to find fish and become more successful in catching them. Fred Clinshaw is ready 365 days a year and will professionally take you fishing. Uh, bring a friend, the family, or bring the whole group of guys with you. Fred is now guiding trips on Castaic and Casitas, two of Southern California's world-famous bass fisheries. Call or text him at 805-630-0160. Follow him on Instagram, my boy the Hammer, the Hammer of Fury on Instagram. Or you can check out his website, www.fredclinshawfishing.com. Now, here's where the deal happens. If you mention Cast and Crank, you're going to get a deal on a half or a full day trip. Um, I'm a little biased with this guy. I'm sorry. This is my boy. Freshwater wise, I, I got to say, you got to go to him. And uh, not only, you know, is he an amazing fisherman, he's, I don't like using the, the, the word, uh, he's a salt of the earth, but that, that's what he is. Uh, he's, a, he's an amazing guy, nice guy, never make you feel fucking stupid. Um, Book with him, man. He supports the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, go book with Fred. And just tell him, hey, Cast and Crank sent you. You guys will get a discount code. You're going to help both of us. And uh, that's about it, man. So, again, go check him out, fredclinshawfishing.com or 805-630-0160. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. This is the first of... uh, I think three episodes of uh, Swimbait Roundtable, and we have the Godfathers. Is that oh, what you guys want to know? Or the Grandfathers? Oh, grandfathers. Grandfathers, for sure. Still uh, days. No one talks shit like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, I've heard from everyone. Like, I've had Big Gus in here, a lot of guys. You guys have been doing it forever. Um, DVL, everything. Uh, you do the Shroud thing, too, both of you guys, right? Yep. And stripers, all three of you guys are are pretty known for stripers. So, uh, let's talk. Let's let's do like a little piece on each person. So uh, we'll start with you. You tell us a little piece about yourself, uh, like your ba- your fishing background, where you're at now. Like give like a little, you know, introduction. Sure. Uh, started fishing when I was four. My dad uh. ran boats out in the ocean. Kind of cut my teeth out there with him. Did you grow up in SoCal? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Born and raised. Uh, fished uh, saltwater the majority you can, you of my can life. You go and chew if you want. I don't care. Uh, man. Just gum. You I'm sure? You could drop it. it on the floor. I don't care. I'm man. smacking my lips. Okay. <laughs> you, everyone else likes it in here. Right? <laughs> We're used to it, right? <laughs> Mike does. Uh, Mike's used to it. Mike's used to you slapping. Right. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did the whole saltwater game up until I was about 22. I'm 46 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked out on the ocean on boats for seven years and quickly figured out that that wasn't a life I wanted to live the rest of my life and kind of got burnt out on saltwater. Why? Uh, um, well, when you're working 22 hours a day, 30 straight days with one day off and then doing it all over again, it gets old. Real was your quick. dad a captain? 
He was. On what boat was it? Uh, he worked all the way up and down the coast. He worked with two of his close friends. Uh, one of them, uh, a guy named Ross Mariano, mm-hmm. great family friend. Uh, they worked up in Point Doom, up mm-hmm. in Santa Barbara. Uh, that's where my dad actually caught uh, his world record calico up there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Talk about that real quick. Uh, I want to say it was 76 uh, when he caught it. I was two years old. Um, I got a picture with my sister holding it. It was 12 pounds, 14 ounces. It's been broken since then, but... Uh, Dude, that's amazing. I actually got a tattoo uh, kind of commemorating it right Dude, there on my arm. fucking amazing, man. Um, but he did that. Uh, he ran boats down in San Diego with another close friend. Yeah. Uh, long story that we won't get into, but uh, his friend actually went down on the boat. My dad was supposed to be on the boat that trip, and uh, the camshaft Dude. went out in his car. So he didn't make it. Uh, the 14 people on the boat, 12 died. Do you mind talking a little bit about that or not? Really? Yeah. No, I can talk about no, it. That's, that's very interesting. I, I didn't hear about it. I don't know about it. Yeah. The boat was the fishing fool. Uh-huh. Um, guy named Gary Lamont ran it. And uh, I'll, I'll try to do the convinced, the condensed version. Yes. But essentially, uh, it was a crew trip. And it was to help give back to the people that helped Gary out. Uh, Gary went through a divorce post El Nino came La Nina fishing was terrible. You know, my dad and other people would give him money to kind of keep him afloat, make boat payments, slip payments, whatever needed. And, uh, once he got back up on his feet, he couldn't repay him with money that they gave him. So he got everybody together on a, on a fun crew trip. And the goal was to go down San Martin Island area, you know, three or four day trip Mm -hmm. and just have a goof off trip with friends. Uh, they were anchored up on Ben's Rock, and a tsunami hit them. Uh, they looked out to the sea and saw a giant wave coming. Gary ran up. They were on anchor, full throttle to try to go over the wave, but it hit them broadside and rolled them. And uh, it was a it was a pretty tragic story. Obviously, of twelve people wow, died. Wow, man! But uh, I only got him out on the boat twice. After uh, that. After that, yeah. When so I was your working dad on was boats. done after that. He was done. He was actually done working on the boats at that time. Uh, he was successful businessman with Johnson and Johnson, and uh, I, it, it hit him pretty hard. Uh, it hit him really hard, uh, to be honest. Did he get into freshwater fishing instead of salt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. so we uh, we did the big bass thing, you know, together. I bought my first boat I think when I was eighteen, and we just did the normal bass stuff. Ninety uh, four came around, and and uh, I saw these giant rubber swim baits uh on the rack and, <laughs> and i'm like i'm gonna I give that how a try. you say it what do you guys think <laughs> sounds about right yep yeah totally. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh basically uh first time fishing in 94 i i caught a 15 pounder and a three pounder first time ever using kidding them me. where at uh castaic lagoon so you're killing it then like that, that's a big deal 94 is a big that was early on yeah yeah what tackle shop was that I uh, got them at Turner's. It really? was it was the optimum swim bait. Wow, dude. Yeah, we used to throw. Uh, I, I think Stefan used to do this, but we used to throw surface iron for striped bass and large. I heard mouth. the same thing from a couple other guys. Stefan, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Surface irons are huge crocodiles. Bring that mic closer to you, Stefan. I can't oh, fucking hey. hear you. All right, got you. Got you. Yeah, huge crocodiles. Yeah, I love are. crocodiles, man. For salt, at least, but not. I mean, that's that's crazy to hear. Like, I'm sure a lot of these new guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, crocodiles are uh, it's a staple <laughs> for any fish that swims. 
But uh, yeah, so 94, I started doing it. And literally the first day that I did it, I caught a giant one. And uh, I've been, you know, up until I basically quit bass fishing, uh, that's all I did. It was 100% swim baits. Um, pretty single-minded fisherman like Stefan here. He's he's a real diverse fisherman. So you, you quit bass fishing? Yeah. Why? Um, I got tired of being called a cheater uh, because Why? I was catching fish when others couldn't. Really? Yeah, being followed around in my boat. You know, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? No, I'm dead serious. So you guys got to remember, I I knew to this game ten years in. Right. I didn't have a boat. Like I'm pretty new. I I'm not into the swim bait thing. Like I'm new to all this. So sure. like when you tell me something, yeah, it doesn't make sense sometimes to me. Like you know what I'm saying? No, swim bait fishing was really cutthroat in the early days. Yeah. You know, you, you told us a story before we jumped on of another buddy of ours that used to sit in the bushes at at silverwood and watch us i mean that's fucking tanner no i'll, I'll bleep that out what's so up we're tanner? Good. hey you guys you guys we can bleep shit out so it, i think it's fun when you bleep stuff out so people want to know <laughs> right. they can't hear so you you tell me if you say some shit you're like yeah blah, 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 bleep. Uh, well no problem you know like no, no but that's crazy so it, it irritated you that people didn't believe you caught those big fish. So you said, fuck it, I'm not doing one." Yeah, the culmination for me was I, I was on a big run. So working out on the boats, um, I basically worked from like April until November. Mm-hmm. So I had prime season off to go fishing virtually every day, which is what I did. Do you think that saltwater fishing made you a better angler for uh, 100%, freshwater? 100%. Really? It, it made me who Everyone I am in the bass that? world. Yeah. Do all you guys think that saltwater fishing makes you a better freshwater angler? I think it helps with conditions. Yeah. I'm not a Reading big... Water, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with, yeah. in, in the salt, so... But uh, definitely learning that living in Long Beach and tides and current yeah. movement and moon yeah. phases, it helps a lot, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. For for me, the saltwater background really helped me set up on structure mm-hmm. and understanding where boat positioning needed to be in order to make that perfect angle. Um and it's not about lake knowledge. It's, you know, if you got a GPS unit, you can, you can see the contours. You just need to think of wind direction, you know, where the sun's at. Um, it really helped me, you know, because I did have that background of setting up a boat on structure out in saltwater. So it, uh, that's actually, I feel, one of the main things that helped me be successful in my big bass career really? uh, early on. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, we'll move, move over to seven. Right. Kind of tell us your story, man, like how you kind of built your career a little bit. Well, you know, not really a career. But... Bring that mic closer <laughs> to you now. It's not much of a career, but uh, just something I just, it's just who I am, you know. Uh, hey, stop I, being humble. I, heard I, you <laughs> I started fishing about four or five years old, you know, at a little pond uh, in uh, San Dimas, St. G. Benelli Park, Puddingstone. Look at it you. Was, I was, love that pond, bro. Yeah. It's kind of like the lake where my parents would go after church and we have gatherings and stuff. And Did you go to Calvary or Chapel Pomona? I didn't. I didn't. But I do. Chino Hills. I used to. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no joke. Like, that's why I know your pastor. I'm like, you know Joe Tata? <laughs> no, I, I, oh, I don't. Oh, he's a pastor there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I started real young. Um, found some line on, on the ground and uh, put a piece of bait on and caught up my first bluegill. And that's when I was hooked ever since you know like my dad would always go fishing and we were like unorthodox as my parents were refugees from cambodia so like in 85 uh that's when they they arrived here into california and kind of like 
learning a second language, learning new things and trying to understand, you know, Did you the way were, of life. You were born here, though? Yeah, I was born. Okay. Born here. Do yeah. you know how to speak Cambodian and... I do. American? I do. Okay. Yeah. So uh, learning to... Lear, trying to, like, navigate two different cultures and two different languages growing up. Did you up. feel that as you got older, though, like navigating that? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, because yeah. the identity is like, who am I? Yeah. It's like, I want to be part of this American culture and understand this way of life, but then also I was raised with this Cambodian uh, tradition as well. So our parents were like more like really tight with us. Like we couldn't go out or meet people because it was just like they they just didn't know anything. It's It was just yeah, completely different sense. life. So... It was a, it was a, so fishing was one of the things where like, I got to just go. Did your dad go like, go ahead and go? Or were you kind of, he went with you? Yeah, no, I would just tag along with okay. my dad. Right. So like we, we started off with the bluegills and trout and catfish and stuff. Cause for them was learning everything they learned was by watching somebody. Cause like language barriers and trying to talk to somebody. Which is amazing because you had to learn everything kind of by watching someone. Yeah. Instead of talking to someone or getting Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. It, it was, it was a humble beginning. Really. It was like, you know, we grew up in like the project housing. And so it was like, we had like rods from like, you know, the secondhand store. And it wasn't like stuff that we just could just afford, you know? So, yes. um, but just, Going through it, my dad was like a really avid fisherman, just learning by watching people buying AC plugs from like Hogs Bait and Tackle. I don't know if you guys remember mm -hmm. Hogs. Where was that at? It was off a mountain in Ontario, I believe. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's an old one. Yeah. Super old tackle shop. You know, that was when I think I was 10 years old, you know, having that around. And my dad just so interested in trying to catch stripers on these plugs and stuff. And it took a little bit because... You don't. You, there wasn't a lot of people that would throw a ten-inch bait or eight-inch bait back then, and so going up to Silverwood, we would just on a. Are spinning. you guys all kind of Silverwood guys a little bit? Uh, I mean, it, it played a role, you know, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, I'd say I'd live there for a decade. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love Silverwood. I, yeah. I fish freshwater. I love fishing the lake. So yeah, I would say no, that. I've heard all you guys. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, my <laughs> I'm at, I'm asking like I don't know, but I do know. I know right. you fucking assholes are silverwood guys. Yeah, I think my uh, <laughs> you know. So I'm kind of like I, I. That's interesting to me because I'm a big silverwood guy too. It was nice because so, you know, Stefan lived a few blocks away, but I yeah. think our top year I had 85 days on silverwood in one year. Fuck man, that's yeah. after work, days, before yeah. work. Even Mark, when we were at Okuma, we'd yeah. be at Silverwood at 4 a.m., work at 8.30. Yeah. Yeah, those were the times where... <laughs> Is that how you guys all met? What did we, Did we meet? I don't know. I think we just met through fishing in general. Really? Yeah. I yeah. just followed Stefan around Silverwood for about a year oh, and a half you know, before he would talk to me. <laughs> I would See what he's fishing. Yeah. I was hiding in the bushes just watching Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> it came full circle. <laughs> Well, in my later teen years, I worked at a tackle shop called Kenny's Rod and Reel. So I, I think I met Mike through there. Yeah. I think I just met Mark on the water at Silverwood, you know, and uh, didn't know he was like a legend swim baiter. And he's a legend, huh? No, <laughs> for now, he's like I'm Moses. Guys, guys, my name's we're not gonna, Butch. We're gonna it's call. Mark. We're gonna call Mark the Legend for now. Mark the Legend. <laughs> No. Everyone, if you see him, call him Mark the Legend. Hey, I, got a, I got a complaint, though. Oh, here we go. Yes. Here we go. I'm looking at that camera screen over there, and that's like some special camera because it's putting 50 pounds on me. <laughs> Dude, I'm fat. Oh, my God. It's, uh, man. Quarantine weight, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, quarantine, quarantine weight. weight. Yeah. Stefan didn't complain, right? 
Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I got it, man. I got, I, I'm enjoying this extra weight on me. <laughs> uh, the legend keeps complaining. Bennett's <laughs> lost 40 pounds. Dude. Yeah. He's looking good. Have you? Yeah, past good. four months, I'm down 40 pounds. The, That's good, the, bro. You lost the COVID 40, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. I gained the COVID, the COVID 20 and dating a PE teacher. So. Oh, she's got <laughs> you in shape, bro. What the fuck? Four miles a fucking day. Are you running? Uh, Walking, jogging. That's fucking a lot of work, bro. Yeah, six days a My week. My wife tries to pull that shit. Mike Too late. Mike had fucking 60 years. <laughs> Fuck you. Here's a tangent. So Mike and I ran a few half marathons oh back God, in the day. Yeah. So I think Mike holds a record. He's the only guy to stop halfway through a marathon <laughs> and ask someone on the sideline for a cigarette, smoke a cigarette, yeah, and I, then keep going. I did. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when epic. are we going to stop doing cigs, dude? <laughs> I need no, to. No vape yet? I, I did the vape for a while and just struggling. That's my next, <laughs> my next vice to quit. Every time I we're in the car with Mike, it's always a cigarette. Like He'll never let me drive because really? I won't let him smoke in my car. Yeah. <laughs> So I it's like drove. window open and just my head out the window. <laughs> Stefan's fighting off the contact eye. <laughs> well, tell us about your swim bait uh, background and your fishing background. You know all these fucking guys next to you. So. Yeah, so again, uh, I started early too, thanks to my dad. But we were always trout fishing. Um, grew up in SoCal, moved to Colorado. And we were just diehard trout fishing. Crappie John, the guy who invented the f- mini jig, used to pick me up for my uh, So Crappie house. John's a, the tube. He made the kind of tube. Right. So you've heard uh, people uh, credit him like hookup baits. Mm-hmm. Credit him like on the tube jig. Oh, yeah. Right? Same thing? He's yeah. the man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was the original was the inventor. Man. Yes. I mean, he used to pick me up from my house every day after school. We'd no go way, fish Prado dude. Lake. Yeah. He was he was awesome. Do you guys like Prado? I'm a couple miles from Prado hey, Lake. So. Look at Stefan doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a really fun lake hey, to fish. So I called. I, I've caught like a decent amount of fish there, probably like about six years ago. But I used to go there all the time. And then I messaged someone on Facebook or Instagram. They're like, fucking die off. I'm like, fuck, man. That's happened many, many times. Yeah. Dude, over and over and again. When all those dairies were down so there. It's so good, dude. It can be so. I, I mean, you just go in the toolies in the back, like where you walk like that trail and just where it looks like there's no fish. Yeah. Just fucking throw a jig in there. Bop. You know, catch a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love cool. that place, man. And then I heard they take 15 or 16 foot boats, right? Yeah, I know you, you can, can take a 16 foot boat on there. Oh, that's I right. Think. So I'm almost, I'm 16 and a half on my boat. So I'm thinking, man, I could fucking get on there. Still get in there. It'd <laughs> be cool with just trolling motor, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mark's bored with my conversation. I can see him picking the fucking walls. Hey, let's talk about forms, because I heard you're pretty big on that. Let's talk about that, Mike. Forms? What are those? Yeah. No, but I mean, uh, so you guys kind of all cut your teeth at the same time. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys become buds? Fish and Silverwood. Um, Everybody. We had a yeah. crew of four or five guys that we were all pretty tight with. And eventually I just started fishing with Stefan a bunch. He'd tolerate the cigarette smoke all the way to the lake. <laughs> and, and passing out secrets all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did you guys do the hiking? And me yeah. and Mark would yeah. be like, oh, yeah. Mike, stop telling people. <laughs> right? <laughs> Share the knowledge. Share the knowledge. <laughs> no, back then, it, like what Mark was saying, it's cutthroat. So it was like. Yeah, it was like a it's high like, school girls' click back yeah, then. Yeah, it was. Uh, if you're in, you're in. If you're you're out, you're out. So yeah. So back then, when we're talking about back then, what year was this? Uh, late '90s into like early 2000s. Yeah, 2007, How old are you, 8. 
I'm 35. Everyone? I'm 46. 42. I'm the grandpa. So you're a baby. I yeah. am, man. Oh, yeah. He's a baby in the middle. Yeah, huh? but you know what? He's probably accomplished more in fishing than really? Mike and I have. Yeah, Combined. Just because he's oh, diverse. Yes, so nice. yes. He's just super mm-hmm. diverse. Whereas No, you fish with your parents and shit too, right? Like I mean I do. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. Like I've seen Pack Post videos and I'm like, oh man, that's cool that you like go out with your parents and like that's where I, I started. Learned my dad fucking wanted to fish and you're like that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. if you definitely want to do stripers, you gotta be all around. I mean yeah. You can't just go by the swim bait, live and die by it. I mean, striped bass is the only fish you can be hitting them on top water at 7 a.m. and they're eating fucking chicken livers and 90 you, feet at noon. <laughs> you guys focus on stripers more than largemouth, though, right? That's kind of like your, uh, it was your deal, right? right? Yeah, yeah, for me, it was it was strictly bass, and with a smattering of of striper. Okay, um, I really didn't focus on silverwood as much as these two guys did. Uh, early on, I'd fish the upper lake at Castaic just okay. because the quality was just so Did you good. grow up that way? No. I you grew, up, I grew up out here, yeah. It Never was, down south, like Irvine, nothing. I, I did a few trips down there, but I didn't focus. Kind of my core run was Paris, uh, the lagoon, the upper lake, and Casitas. And I actually considered Casitas my home lake. Really? Yeah. Wow. I just fished there last week. It was great. Mm. Yeah. Place is a dump now. <laughs> oh, we caught a Dead lot of... Sea. <laughs> With a, you know Fred Clinchaw, he's a guide out there. He's a he's really good. Uh, but we fished out there, and then uh, would you could have your fish Oso or anywhere out there? Haven't no. No, no. Haven't? They'll lie. No Doesn't stripers matter. there. I did. Uh, no lying. stripers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about uh, Rancho? Uh, Rancho. Uh, what's the one by Irvine? That fucking reservoir. Rattlesnack. Is it? That's a that's a that big might, reservoir, yeah. right? Look at him. He's smiling. That was, that was, that was Mickey's. That was Mickey's little pond. Mickey who? Oh, oh God. It's going it's to go sideways. <laughs> no. I don't know who you're talking about. It's like you're telling me Mickey. I'm, I like his Mickey Ellis. He used to fish here a lot. The second coming of Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have been around the swim bait thing forever. Yeah. 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 I, I worked with the majority of the swim bait makers out there. Um, I was kind of their test dummy. You know, I, I fish so much that, you know, they'd give me baits to go out and break and I'd break them and you know, they'd, they'd make them better. Um, worked with a lot of the guys early on, but like I said, I, I kind of got jaded a little bit and just kind of, what do you think made you made or do you think all you guys are kind of a little jaded or not really? Yeah. Pretty jaded. Why? Well, I'm a hundred. Why, why, why 100%. would you be jaded? Like what happened that made, made you jaded? Like, because I feel like swim bait fishing now is like very popular and everyone and their mom does it. Back then it was backstabbing, like spot burning. Death threats. Lots Death of threats. backstabbing. <laughs> you got to be fucking Who copied who? Yeah. Really? Uh, People got mad at you? Wouldn't you just fucking beat them up and that was it? No. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, really? Mickey knows karate. Hey, you throw a dick instead of fucking oh, fish. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it was it was cutthroat. It's definitely evolved into something completely different today. And um, are you shocked the way that, that it, it expanded? Like, not at all. No, no. You knew it would happen. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was really cutthroat. Um, for me, the kind of the I used to have all the sponsors. You know, the whole deal. You know, very proud of myself. I had a big ego back then. Um, the the thing for me that happened that when I got home that night, I dropped every single sponsor and basically went underground. I want to know that because like Matt from a last chance told us the story where he kind of like 
said, oh, everything changed. And I'm like, kind of like, man, I got an ego. I don't want to do this anymore. He got into tournament fishing and said, uh, this isn't, swim fishing's not for me right now. And kind of like a change of path. Yeah. So like what made you want to change that path? Um, for me, it was, it was a situation that happened. I, I was on a big run of fish uh, at Casitas. And I decided that I was going to give it a day off. And for me, that didn't mean taking a day off the next day. It means go to a different lake. Yes. So that particular day, I caught a 15-pounder out of Casitas and a couple other, like, 10 or 11, 12-pounders. Mm-hmm. And I called my buddy, and I said, hey, dude, you got to get up here. I'm going to take a day off. They're on the milk run. Go bang them. And I went to the Castaic Lagoon the next day. And my dad took the day off. So I was out there by myself, and this was the day of Polaroid pictures. So I'm dating myself here. So, you know, once again, yeah, Yeah. ninety. That was probably ninety eight, nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, I had a banner day out there. Uh, It was just me and Butch out on the lake, and I had like a high thirteen, a couple twelves, a couple tens. I mean, it was a it was a good solid day. You know, fifty pound bag of fish. And uh, I had some Polaroids and I took them into Joel at the mini mart because I would do that to promote, you know, the bait I was using and to help him sell baits. Yeah. And I walked in and I said, hey, Joel, how you doing? And I walked back to get a soda and I grabbed a crawdad and I threw it to his pet bass and I was walking back up and I heard the only other guy in the shop telling a story about a guy that caught a 15 pounder at Casitas the day before. And there were only a couple boats out on the lake. It was nasty weather. Bill Simontel was out there, myself, and there was one other boat. Okay. And uh, when I caught that big fish, there was nobody around. So it, it intrigued me. It's like, wow, the big ones were biting for the other boats that were out there. Long story short, come to find out that uh, he heard that I caught that fish. He wasn't there. Uh, he told Joel that he watched me go to the sunken island, catch a limited trout, put it in my live well that I had on the back of my boat you know it's fully fabricated story yeah and then watch me catch that 15 pounder on a live trout and i walked up with the polaroids and i said joel i was going to give these to you but you know i'm not and uh he goes well why i mean you always give them give me pictures and i said uh well let me introduce myself and i put my hand out to shake the guy's hand that was telling the story i said i'm mark rogers i'm the guy that caught that 15 pounder yesterday and the guy turned white and he literally ran out of the store and i told joel i said i'm done i said i want all my pictures back i'm taking them all back and you know what you're never going to hear of another fish that i catch again and i went underground for you know quite a few years just because people ran their mouth it's yeah it just it just started it started to get to me it got to you it got to me big largemouth back in the day was just a shitty a shit show just of hate Stefan and i i mean we were chasing stripers so (laughs) did you think we were on that everyone got that hate at the same time like what's that was getting it everyone was getting it oh yeah Yeah. i mean if you had if you had an inkling of knowledge of how to how to fish the lagoon you were having banner days Right. If you can get on the yeah, spots, because yeah, yeah. Butch and his twenty-seven trolling motors on his boat would <laughs> play defense and keep you off spots. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, mad respect to to the guy. You know, he he beat me at the own game at my own game. But you know, that place was pretty magical. You know, all the lakes in Southern California were magical until you know our state screwed all of them up. Till our what, DFG what lake screwed would us. you would you guys consider the lake you like now? 
<laughs> Lake Wachita, mm. yeah. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> so literally, I, I have fished one day in, in Southern California the last two years. Really? And I've spent probably, what have we spent out of state, Mike? Just me and you, probably 60, 60 days. 70 days out of state. Really? And then I've, yeah. I've been bombing out of state almost every other weekend for the last like four months. You guys do a lot of uh, trout fishing on swim baits and jerk baits, right? You can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm basically fly fishing now. Yeah. Which switch rod, fly rods, crazy, really big cuts at Pyramid and been roaming Utah. Wow. But I mean, Silverwood, the last good cycle there was 2013. I mean, that lake's just been dead for a few years. I went from 86 fish over 14 pounds the next two years combined. I had three fish. Fuck. Like that lake cycled down pretty. What hard. about you, Stephen? Same thing. Yeah, all the Sol- SoCal lakes are pretty cycle down so what do you guys do now like what do you still fish those and kind of figure it out i still fish them like kind of like go like you guys yeah well you guys have the ability to travel but like what do you do Stefan? like yeah i mean like last year i think i got four swim bait fish at castake upper upper lake you know um a lot of followers but like you know smaller fish smaller grade fish uh we did a lot of damage in our my earlier years like killing a lot of big fish and Learning that now, like, you know, respecting, like, uh, you know, the Stephen fishery. Crash Silverwood. <laughs> it was bad. The Silverwood. ropes, the ropes guys, of fish getting guys, dragged uh, out of there. I keep stripers. I did. I kept a lot of them. Not yeah. anything over 15. You see that guy shaking his head? I'm fucking bleeding. Anything I, I over did. 15 went back, but anything Where's under Justin? usually got Justin, flooded. come here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no honestly, uh, I, I think I probably killed three fish out of Silverwood in all my, really? all my years fishing there. I just... I didn't see a need to keep them. Yeah, I mean it's it's got the highest mercury content of any lake in the state. Well, the guys next to you don't have a problem with that, and they fucking eat them. I, I think I glow in the dark, man. <laughs> I, I still glow in the dark from all the striper I've eaten out there. Yeah. None of those fish went to waste, but you know, you learn when you get older, you learn that you know you you need to protect the fishery, especially with uh, bigger grade fish. And were we, you so at at thirty five? You're you're doing the same thing they are, just a little younger. Uh, what was your deal at that time? Were you kind of like fishing the lake, like low pro at Silverwood? Did you grow up on Silverwood? I grew up on, yeah, Silverwood was more of my backyard because okay. I grew up in Ontario. So like the run up there was like 35 minutes. And, yeah, yeah. And so um, Silverwood and, and all the lakes were about within an hour for me, like Castaic, Diamond Valley, Paris. And, and so like I kind of focused on more of those lakes and kind of stayed there. Or like now I'm just running up to the river. Uh, every chance I get to to Don't go give it away, bro. out of state, out of state, yeah. Don't um, give it away, man. But uh, <laughs> I definitely. Uh, I think everyone that fishes SoCal knows our DFWs absolutely screwed us on trout plants. Uh, here we go for the past tell six us, years. Drop the knowledge. I mean, <laughs> when we we're when we were just decimating Silverwood, like him and I on a night, we could have nine fish over fifteen pounds. Wow. But the lake was getting, when they would kick it off in the beginning of the season, it was 6,000 pounds. They'd get stocked the first week, like truck after truck, just backing up for three days straight, just dumping. And now they get these 250-pound plants that come in the back of a freaking pickup truck. I mean, the lake gets... But what can you do to change that? Like, what's the plan? What's? I mean, we're screwed. All the higher... There's nothing you could fucking do. To me, it's all high up DFW appointees, and they're all appointed. And environmentalists. After going to other states, like... We're just, we have the highest license fees in the nation. Really? And we get the least in return. Yeah. Like we're talking like Wachita, a freaking year license residence, 19 bucks. Where's Wachita? It's in Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. 
right. It's got a dedicated hatchery just for three lakes. They stock white bass, largemouth, spots, walleye, striped bass, black crappie, white crappie. Like, okay. it's got tons of gizzard shad. I mean, my PB stripers have come out of Wachita. I got a 51 and a half, Shit. a 50 and a quarter, a 50. Probably got another 40 fish over 40 pounds. Damn. Like, it's just a freaking factory. But you won't get that in California anymore unless you maybe go to Delta or something. You're, yeah, Sac River's your best shot yeah. at a big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. But you're not getting those numbers. No. Uh, you guys fish Sac River a lot? You have? No, I've, I've actually only for salmon. Really? Yeah. And that was just years ago. Feather River salmon fishing a lot. So you guys won't do much fish. You, I mean, pretty much all of you don't do much fishing locally anymore no no i still do but i just instead of being one dimensional now with just swim baiting i i do a a lot of other stuff like trolling fly coring did you have to to do that because of the pressure the pressure is huge you think so yeah Yeah. pressure is huge now and uh and the trout plants suck so they're not keyed up (laughs) they're not targeted in on them like back when we were younger i mean swim bait fishing was trout swim baits and you look at swim bait fishing today and it's all big shad baits buka the bull shad it's all bluegill baits um and we don't have the forage like you know lakes back east or even uh in yeah. nevada or arizona have like those big gizzards big threat yeah. we don't have that yeah, here yeah. we move too much water it's all aqueduct water we don't get that colorado river water anymore yeah. so there's no influx of thread fin it's all changed to the glassy minnows mm-hmm. silverwood was full of tule perch which is a delta species like silverwood's plugged with them yeah. And yeah. those things took the ride down the aqueduct. So our water, our water source changed. So it went from Colorado River water, then the quagga mussel. So now you don't have that influx of thread fin. Couple that with trout plants being 20% what they used to be. And these lakes aren't going to kick the monsters like when we were younger. No, There's, really? It just can't be done. No. What are you looking at now if you're trying to go catch a, trout, a trophy uh, striper like in one of the local lakes? 20? You get a 20. That's you a get good a 20. That's a good trophy. A, good one. One. Yeah. a 15 is actually a good fish too. Really? So. And uh, I haven't seen, I haven't caught a 20 down here in the last three years. Really? So yeah. it's been, everything's been under. Rare, huh? under yeah, yeah, everything's been under that. Wow. Yeah, you get a 20 at Silverwood 15 years ago, and you're just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, damn, not even. You wouldn't even. Yeah, you were looking for that 30 or 40, and now yeah, at yeah. 20, and you've got the front cover one. Do you think that's one. just all pressure? Like, really? I think it's lake cycles and feed. Yeah. yeah. So it's not pressure, it's just it's the not way pressure. the lake's getting fed. No, okay. for 10 years, I mean, there were guys throwing swim baits, but the big fish were there. They had yeah, the food yeah, source. Yeah. They were keyed in on them. Now these fish, I mean, they're keyed in on freshwater shrimp coming in the aqueduct in 100 yes. feet of water. Yeah. So they're not angler accessible anymore. They're not cruising the beaches, the points, looking for trout. Yeah. And so probably Diamond Valley is probably the only lake that will still kick out like a, a decent amount of 20s. And they're all really? bluegill yeah. eaters now. Bluegill and swim baits. I mean, you can get them on the punker and stuff still. The punker's still, in my consideration, the best topwater lure ever made. Really? So. Let's go down the line. So you think the topwater punker? For sure. Uh, My old favorite is the joint of Z-plug. That's probably the OG. You still use that? I still use that religiously still, yeah. All right. So for me, I I was a structure fisherman. I like fishing 20 to 40 foot of water. So for me, it was a sinking rubber bait. Um, it's hard to, like it, a HUD it, or something like that. It, it's hard to, for me to, to both say and not say the HUD, but the HUD is probably, in my opinion, the, the best big bass swim bait ever made. And I rarely used it to be honest. Really? It was too small. Really? Yeah. I like to fish looking. baits that were 
10 to 16 inches. So what about nowadays? Like you have a lot of different swim baits you can use. A million of them. A shitload of them. So yep. like how do you make a choice? What's good? What do you consider good? Like stuff like that. For me, back in the day, I had one box of swim baits and it had five baits in it that were all the same. <laughs> so that would that would basically be my core and I would focus on that. They all have a big plastic wing on them? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy threatened to kill me. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> the, the options today, and, and I've, I've said this to everybody, I could give a shit what the bait looks like the action is what imparts yeah a reaction from the fish yep um when i was successful early on i, I was catching them all and i was posting in western outdoor news and the whole bit you know the ego thing came back into play there uh so i met sean donovan who was the originator of the optimum swim bait he saw me at the lake one day and he's <laughs> like oh i've been waiting to run into you i got a bunch of stuff for you and he gave me a big box of blems that he had poured up and uh, I was real appreciative, and I, actually I was happy with it because it's different than yeah. everything that everybody else was throwing. And the best bait that I probably ever had in my life that I caught the most big fish on was a mispour where it was solid watermelon. So where the wow. back of the swim bait would normally just be watermelon, then a pink and a white belly. He just poured it all watermelon, and I murdered on that thing. <laughs> I mean, I caught so many giant bass on it. So for me circling back probably the huddleston is the best all-around bait big bait ever made um but i, think, I rarely used it i think it's the depths 250 you mean chicken really? foot yeah chicken Why foot. I, I heard We're, that. hey i heard so, that before what is chicken foot mean? so chicken foot is before butch <laughs> blew up the depths 250 we were getting them off clearance bins for like 50 bucks and you can only get the japanese colors so it was the or japanese the trout. yeah yeah so for a few years the 250 was unknown and we were just cleaning house with it at Silverwood. And all the local guys would be like, what swim bait is that? This was still like before the internet was too huge. <laughs> and we, we freaking lied. And we're like, oh, it's our buddy's prototype. Homemade. He makes them in his garage. It's called the chicken foot. Because <laughs> the Japanese trout had white feathers on the treble. Yeah. And our first trip to Arkansas, I stuck like eight fish over 40 pounds on it. I got a 50. I stuck 38 fish in two days so on it. So when you were taking that trip to Arkansas, what year was that? When was our first year? 2012? I don't know. We'd stay with this crazy country guy named Ron Waymack, and he owned Did this he lake. Fish? Was he good? He was, all he would do is drag giant gizzard chat on okay. planer boards, so he'd fish eight rods like, at a time. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so at the time I was working at Okuma Fishing Tackle, I just got hired. I was working the customer service line. Yes. This was 10 years ago. And this crazy redneck calls in for parts for his reels. And he's like, I'm just blowing these things up. I catch giant striper. And I'm like, dude, I swim bait striper fish. I was like, yeah, I catch them too. And he's like, yeah, how big are them things? I was like, dude, we get them 20, 25 pounds. <laughs> and he freaking laughs. He's like, I don't even take pictures of those fish. And he's like, I'll send you, I'll send you an envelope of pictures. This dude's old school. Like, doesn't even have an email address. Yeah. All of a sudden, I didn't hear from him for six months. Turns out he crashed his truck, had spinal fusion, and out of nowhere, this fat envelope comes, and it's like in July. And I open it up. There's like 100 pictures in 100 it, 100 photos, and the first one's a 50-pounder, <laughs> and I look at the address. I'm like, hey, he probably put the 50-pounder first. All 100 photos, the fish were over 50. And our first trip out there was freaking magic. Scott uh, Triple Trout gave us some... Four Whitmire, whatever. Yeah, he gave us a bunch of 14-inch Triple Trout prototypes that we helped him with. Um, 
and we absolutely just freaking laid waste to big fish. Damn. We started on one spot on the big lake, and it was slow. And he, was he trip tripping out like when you were showing him the swim bait fish? Yeah. So when we were talking to him over the phone and talking about swim baits, he's like, "Them lures ain't gonna freaking work. It's all about big gizzard chat." And we're like, "Oh, we'll bring some lures." And Mark actually shipped a box ahead of time, and we got there, and they're freaking strewn around the garage. And he's like, "Damn, you boys sent some big shit." <laughs> he's like, "This stuff might actually work." And we set up on the second spot, and this dude's like, we got a drag shad. We got it. And we're like, we're here to swim bait fish. Mark kind of got a little pissy, and he's like, well, you mind if I just cast from the bow? And I was thinking, well, sweet, because I'm here for a big striper. So I'm looking at eight rods with 12 to 15-inch gizzard shad. I'm like, I'm going to stick a fatty, and Mark's just going to be wasting time on the bow. He can get the second rod. (laughs) And it took freaking four casts, and all of a sudden I hear, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I'm on. And he's like, oh, the, the baby got it. The baby got it. Well, the baby weighed 34 pounds. Oh, fuck, dude. Really? <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. the guy's still like, oh, yeah, we'll keep dragging Shad. Mark turns around, fires out another cast with the 14-inch triple trout and sticks like a freaking another 30-something. Well, are you doing straight braid on that? What's that? Straight braid? No. No, you can't throw braid on that You can't throw braid on, braid on swim baits like that. They'll pop you off. You no. get a hit. Monofilament. Stories. Straight 40. What are you straight. I Komodo will, out there. Will Komodo hold that oh, much? 40? That's what we yeah. used. Yeah. Yeah, really? the Komodo will. Yeah. Will yeah. hold that much 40. Yeah. Straight 40 pound mono. or four? What is it? 364. Yeah. I think it held 97 yards. Oh, no way. You better uh, you better pull. Yeah, drag's bucking. <laughs> you better pull. Set the drag to hate yeah. and pull. <laughs> I mean, in later Seriously. trips, we were fishing 50 pound, like straight mono. Wow. Yeah, because when these stripers come up on a 14 inch bait, they're not line shy. Yeah. Like, they just engulf it. And it would be cool. We'd be raising schools of like 15 fish, and they're all 30 to 50s. Like, we saw more in three days in Arkansas than I've seen in my whole life in California. And we were going back two, three times a year. Do you still like that right now? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't been in two years and. Just not pressured. We ruined no. that guy. Yeah, we ruined Ron. Did he start swim bait fishing? Hundred percent. That guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy's. He got doesn't a even drag thousand dollar collection now. Yeah. No way. That's all he does now. He's that's like, all he does. Ruined yeah. him. Well, that that same day that Mike was talking about, um, Mike caught one. I caught seven. Yeah. Why did you catch one? Because I was forced to man the damn shad rods and mark's on the <laughs> bow doing the shad he, yeah because the guy's like no we're gonna get him on shad and mark's literally on the bow like every other cast sticking fish and i looked at him i was like dude wind these fucking rods because <laughs> i'm gonna start throwing i would have fucking threw one right <laughs> after fucking... <laughs> but after that morning he left all the damn shad rods at home and for the next three days we just laid freaking laid waste to him on the big triple trout wow yeah he he's a good friend of ours i call him pappy you know he's just uh he's just a he's a good old boy and uh heart of gold yeah we'd go out there and and he he wasn't feeling well you know mike mentioned he had a bad accident surgery we'd show up and he'd be like i'm not feeling well here's the keys and he'd just give us his truck and boat oh wow awesome stay at his house every time yeah that's cool man and like for my job so i was doing lure development i still do we now do fish lab tackle um new lure company little plug right there Check whoa, us whoa, out. Whoa, 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 Beep whoa, that whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what's fish? Lab? I don't know what it is. Fish so lab is. I've been working at Kuma for ten hey, years. I don't know. I don't know what fish lab is, guys. There's a little <laughs> little sample right there. So look at this guy. Look I started development on the are. customer service lines. I got into the product de- development department. Um, we took on Savage Gear, which was a European brand at the time. So all their U.S. Do you guys take care of it right now? Uh, no, they split ways with us a couple years ago, okay. and now we're starting up Fish Lab Tackle. So it's nothing with Savage Gear. Nothing at all. Okay. Nothing to do with them. 
Uh, hard baits, soft baits, everything? Both, yeah. Okay. So we did a bunch of bluegill hard baits. We did a great glide bait, wow. a 4-inch and a 5-inch, a crank down wake, a 3-piece swimmer. That one right there is the new wake shad, a 6-inch and a 4-inch. Those will be out in December. So you can grind that thing. You can slow roll it. It stays right on the surface. I like the little fish lab on top of it. It's brought nice. to you by Fish Lab. <laughs> Check us out. Fishlab.com. Uh, is that who you uh, mainly deal with? Is that who you work for? Or is yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm... Okuma, too, as well. I work for Okuma. Fish Lab's our brand. Like I said, I was doing the product development for Savage Gear. They were a European company. All they had are pike and yellow perch. So all that U.S. product... They still... Savage Gear is still around, though. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, they're is still it, around. Uh, they're still Rich Baldonado painting for all their fucking things. I know he was involved somehow. He came on after I thought, I don't after know. we split, but yeah, they were all perch and pike. So all that U.S. product I helped design wow. um, the line through trout, all the glide baits at ICAST. In when it was in Vegas, we took Mads Grossel, who's their the product yeah. development manager I worked with, and we were sneaking off to Willow Beach every day after the show. <laughs> trying to show them the power of the depths 250 <laughs> and at the time like we were making line through trout and we wanted an eight inch or a 10 inch okay. and he's like nope you'll you'll never sell any he's like you and your six friends will buy them we will do an eight and a six and by the time we had been partners for two years he's coming out with a 14 inch like 16 we did a 10 a 12 and a 16 inch like he so we changed so fish his, lab's doing pretty well like, yeah fish lab's lining. doing very and well you're helping to do r&d for that um a hundred percent R and D for them. I do the development, fly to China four times. Well, wow. before COVID, four times a year. What do you do now? Just work. From work from home and do uh, shoot emails all night. <laughs> Everyone, huh? Yep. Everyone here, yeah. Complain COVID about lure colors. <laughs> Same like thing those. for you, Stefan. Like you, you've had a different little route because you've been local more, right? Yeah, I mean, I've I've always like these guys invite me to Arkansas all the time, but I'm like, I just I just got to do this locally. Like the I wife, just... huh? We'll fucking put it down. <laughs> huh? You ain't going nowhere. No, my wife is good, man. I I get I I still fish a lot more yeah. than other guys that okay. have you know newborns and young kids and stuff. Do you so. have you just had one kid? Yeah, she's seven months old now. And oh man, and, Mike's uh, got one on the way too. No, yeah? boy, don't what? wish that. Yeah, no. hey, Hell no. Don't wish that hey. evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's got a kid, guys. Don't let's don't his jinx kid. me on hey, that. Hey, tag cast a great podcast for the kid's name. <laughs> <laughs> no. No kids. Huh? You have no kids. No kids. Oh, they cut man. into your you fishing kids? time. I got an 18-year-old. Yeah. Oh, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a car now, so I see her every now and again. Oh, man. I <laughs> Just started s- her first semester of college. Oh, man. I got a 16, a 10, and a 3. Wow. And possibly an... Hopefully oh. not another one. Uh-oh. Hey, oh. daddy might have slipped up. <laughs> COVID, baby. Yeah, I'm scared. COVID, baby. Yeah, I'm baby. home on board, you know, trying to shoot fucking <laughs> targets. <laughs> but uh, so you, you're kind of like uh, these guys ran away from you, ditched you. You know, that's what I'm going to call it. They fucking ditched you. It's fine. No. Cool. Stefan wanted you to know? play house. We kept yeah, fishing. Yeah, they kept fishing. Yeah, right? you yeah. know, I, I was called into other things, you know, with church ministry and that's stuff. Cool. So. Some some years I would have like almost 200 days on the water, and in other years I would have like 20 days on the water. Wow. So just different assignment, different years. And this year has kind of just been a lot more fishing, but also just more time with the family. So things change, and you know, um, you know, uh, priorities change. But 
Of course. My wife totally still supports me fishing. Does you she know? fish too? She does. She does. She's, she spends some, some hours with me before the baby came, like drifting down the river for 12 hours straight, throwing glide baits and stuff. So Just laying down <laughs> on, the, on the deck <laughs> while you're sleeping. No, she's up there fishing yeah. 10 hours straight. And, uh, That's you know, good, man. but, uh, but she doesn't do it all the time, but yeah, you know, but it's kind of like, she was, it's your thing. You do it. You know, I like coming sometimes, but you know, hey, it's, yeah. it's kind of nice, you know, like, yeah. you know, she likes to like, she lets me get out and stuff. So what about the PE teacher? <laughs> I actually took her float tubing this summer and she was more impressed with the workout and was <laughs> freaking kicking like, miles. Ass, I look and she's like a mile down the shoreline and I was like, I'm not right going He's to like, get her. Yeah. Disgusting. He's fucking disgusting. Look at his face. He goes, you fucking piece of shit. No, 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 no. We, we've, had, we've had our discussions. But <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, that same day that we were all out there together, actually, and I was about ready to have a coronary, and she's like doing laps and spinning The wind was the blowing booth. 30, so it was like a like, full struggle to stay in one spot, and we look, and she's just kicking freaking laps everywhere. <laughs> but she had a blast. But, I mean, yeah, like Stefan said, it's a balance. Um, yeah. I got a, like I said, she's awesome. I've ditched chicks on Halloween. So I had a new girlfriend. Halloween was like our first official date. And Stefan called me at <laughs> 9 p.m. I remember that. Do you remember that night? Or no, it was you, me, and Ruben dickhead. with the one ounce rattle traps and silver. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he so, called you for that. He's like, I, hey, yeah, Stefan's like, hey, I'm on him. And I looked at her and I was like, hey, hun, family emergency. And I just <laughs> left her at a Halloween oh, party. God. And ran home and grabbed my rods, picked up Ruben, and we met Stefan. And I think that night we added him up. And between the three of us, we had 140 strikers. <laughs> how, how about Angel? Oh, man. Oh, oh, miss Angel. Angel. Yeah, you guys miss Angel. I miss that guy. I heard he's a real funny guy. Poor guy got deported. Uh, Did he really? Sucks, yeah. yeah. But he yeah, he worked with, with me at Okuma. He worked with us at yeah. Okuma. We got him a job there for a while. I mean, that dude's hardcore fisherman. He, he fished up at Silverwood a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And you guys got a job at Akuma? Diamond Valley, Castaic. That's cool, man. That's was, what Tanner was saying. You guys like. He went hard. He was pretty hard, too. Like yeah, he, he fucking hard. went hard. Yeah. <laughs> he was not, harder not than a of lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys had any, like, a bear or bobcat experiences up there? Mountain lions, yeah. Yeah, everything. I got a Paris nighttime mountain lion. How close? Oh, you, oh it was yeah. in the tree. Oh. It was in the, in the tree that they walked under. It was so close, pee came out. <laughs> your butt? Did it come out of your butt? No. <laughs> I looked down and my shorts were a little wet. Yeah, we brown eye spot. So this was the Paris nighttime water tower trips that everyone does. No one talks about. And yeah, it was when the stripers first got in, so we were going in there to get them, and we came under. And all the guys that have walked into the water tower know what tree we're talking about. And that fucking cat was up that tree. We walked directly under it. We got to the spot. And it came flying out of that tree, made two hops. And this tree is probably 30 yards from the water edge. Two hops. It made 30 yards and smoked a giant crane. Just smoked it. Took it down sideways. I'm sitting there probably 30, 40 feet from it. And it looked up at me and there's just blood pouring out. You could see it all over the white feathers. And it let out like this Lion King growl. And yeah, like I was. How did it sound? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. You have to tell us now. Come on, dude. Uh, no, <laughs> I can't believe I did it. You did it one more time. Yeah, meow. <laughs> Stefan, how does it sound? And what was like? Oh, it, well, can you know, Stefan, how does it sound, dude? How's it? I don't know how it sounds. I've never been around that. <laughs> how would a lion sound to you, Stefan? 
I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Under, no, no. But yeah, then that thing sat there and we're like, great, now this fucking cat's guarding its kill. And we see it turn off and kind of slink into the bushes. And we're like, well, where the fuck is it? So we're like, do we swim out of here? Do we swim over to the dam? <laughs> oh, because no one wants to go back down the path. And all of a sudden, these four other dudes come walking in. And we see him walk by. We just grabbed our shit. We went. So we could cross <laughs> them on the path. And we're like, hey, look out for the cats. And we just bounced. And I think a week and a half later, there was a story in the Riverside Press that a mountain lion tried to maul a no, homeless it, person it sleeping did. at Paris. Yeah, I think it almost killed him or oh grabbed God, him by the head dude. and dragged him out of the tent. And we're like, dude, that's the same fucking cat. Mind same you, cat. when you're walking that way, it's like the grass was you like guys yeah. super tall. You guys will do the hiking shit you used to. Oh yeah, yeah, Silverwood oh, at night. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Is I want to do a group table of um, shore pounders because it's a yeah. different. Yeah, it's a total different, different mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about you guys. I, I don't know if you did so much stuff, but these two guys right here, uh, trout fishing with uh, jerk baits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mates too as well. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that kind of a new thing? I'm like, are you guys pioneers? Maybe I don't know. Were a lot of people doing it then? No, well, back then, Jerry Rago, the guy that yeah, makes yeah, Rago of baits. Course, of that course. guy's the king. He's the king of brown trout, swim bait, jerk bait, yes. fishing. But down here, maybe when other people... Oh, we didn't do it down here. Yeah, down here is all No, 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 no trout, I'm saying yeah. back east. Or, like, yeah. you guys thought, hey, let's fucking do it too. Yeah. yeah. It was... It, it, we well, just knew that they would eat them. What really dialed it is we'd go to Milwaukee every fall and catch the Lake Run Browns on Lake Michigan. Were so, people tripping out though? Like when they're like, "Hey, you know, what are you guys bringing? <laughs> fucking thirty pound braid or whatever the fuck it was?" And well, swim baits were they going? That's not gonna catch a fucking trout. No, not really, because we didn't see most people. We were out there, you know, end of December to the middle of really? or end of November into the middle of December. It was cold. Yeah, these browns was, pile right in the harbor. I mean, downtown's right there. You can walk and get a sausage, and everyone's out deer hunting. So we'd no see three fishing. people Mike the whole got week. a lot of sausages there. Yeah. Oh, how many did you <laughs> The fit? brats. How many did you eat in your mouth? I probably had 100 pounds of cheese curds. In your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> one time. But no, nah, it's like... Hey, how did it sound? Like the lion? <laughs> <laughs> but like you kind of said, like, how do you guys cope with the new fishing around SoCal? I mean, the way we cope is we don't fish SoCal. We do a Milwaukee run for a week. Hey, but you're lucky. We hit Nevada. We hit Some Utah. Some people can do that, dude. Hey, you yeah, know what? The I plane get... ticket to Milwaukee round trip's 300 bucks. Airbnb for you a week. You want to catch COVID, bro. Yeah, now. But before, <laughs> you could just catch 20 to 35-pound browns. Yeah, fucking do it. But yeah, but I, mean, I mean, like, you got to think. You thought out of the box. You had the ability to think yeah. out of the box and go back east. Some people don't. So, like, Stefan yep. can't do that. What did you do to think out of the box locally? Everyone's fucking swim bait fishing. It became a trend. What did you do next? What well, were you I, like, hey, I'm going to fucking do something new? I think that's a great question for Stefan because, like I said, he's super diverse. So, what did you do? Like, everyone and their mom swim bait fishing, Stefan. What did you do next? I got a boat Fly. with a very <laughs> with a very good uh, um, graph. Electronics, yeah. Fly core. And um, I think the last <laughs> five years since I've, been, since I've had the boat, just... My, my my eyes are just on the graph, like learning how to read the side finder, learning how to read structure, learning how to read my map, updating it, marking stuff. So it's like it's more intellectual in a sense, but like you set yourself up for your day. So like if one thing's not, one thing's not happening, you you just kind of just have improvise and look for a pattern. It's like bass fishing, looking for a pattern, going through the did day. Did you did you make sure to spend like a certain amount of money on that graph, like? 
hey, I'm going to buy the Garmin, the new Garmin. I'm going to buy the new Simrad. What what was it your plan? You know, I, my plan was to have a, a decent finder that had HD, like readings, you know, um, 800 kilohertz uh, versus like a 200 kilohertz. So that, but you did your math. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell. Like you know, like most dudes would be like, I just bought the fucking fish finder. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. But you thought about it before you did it, and like, said, I'm gonna yeah. do the math. And at humble beginnings too, it's like I just can't afford the latest and greatest. So like now you got pan optics and you got live scope stuff that it's like yeah, you can read yeah, live yeah. live stuff. After so like, seeing that pan optics in the Midwest, like <laughs> holy shit, is it worth every dollar? <laughs> it is worth every dollar. It's like, cheating. Sell your children and do you get think one. So? Oh, oh dude, god, it's video games. You watch. You throw your lure out in front because you got this cone and you can see. It's moving up. You, like, you, can, you can watch them swim <laughs> yeah. up you, on it. You watch them swim to your lure. Throw a couple twitches, see how they're reacting to and an you erratic. Feel it. You could set it on the fucking fish oh, yeah. when you're looking at it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But video games. It helps you key in too because you can see your followers now. So you can get erratic with your retrieve. You can see how they react to that. Does it back them off? Kinda, you got to slow down. You got to speed up. Yep. Like it cuts so much of the if and or what's going on. So what what do you guys think about that? Like, do you think that's like takes away from like the enjoyment of like learning how to work a bait? Maybe people will like not learn how to fucking work a bait because they can see it now. Well, you know what's, what what's your goal on a day of fishing? Is it just to go out there and catch a bunch of fish or is it to learn? You know, for me, it was kind what's of. What's your goal? Catch the biggest fish that I could possibly catch. You don't give catch. a shit. Well, you're trying to learn Sundays, right? Oh, I learn every day. 100%. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you're, you're not, not still learning, learning yeah. you got to be a student regardless. Yeah. Every day you go out. Do you remember doing, like, you did all the big bass things, and you remember running into the dude, and, like, he's like, you're like, fuck, I didn't even think of that. Has there been days like dude, that where you run into a guy, what? and you're like, man, this fucking kid is, like, not thinking like I think at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, every, all the time. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I analyze. I, I, I've been fishing with a couple other dudes since Mike's all wifed up now. He <laughs> um, <laughs> teachered up. And, and <laughs> dude, it's borderline creepy because I'll just be I'll just be focusing on what they're doing to learn learn what they're doing because it's so different than what I'm doing that I'll just start zoning out and creeping out on them. They'll look over like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just watching what you're doing. You're like, stop touching me. <laughs> yeah, Quit undressing no, me no, with but your like, eyes. Uh, <laughs> but really, uh, you, when you look at that, do you go, man, these nowadays you can learn like very quickly oh, through yeah. other media oh, outlets. It's ridiculous. Right? That's why yeah. YouTube's so big. I mean, um, do you, you do YouTube a little, right? I do. Yeah, I do. And I don't talk in my YouTubes for that very reasons. I love that. There's... I've watched your YouTube. I mean, well, I watched your, uh, your videos on Instagram that are part of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can do. You know, so I, I like them. I, I, with your just, mom, with your yeah. mom and your dad, it's fucking cool, man. It just gives people like just insight of yeah. You're like literally, it's like a guide trip. You're in my boat. Like I don't really need to say anything because a lot of things people perceive and they they learn that way much more than sometimes just talking. Like you know, I get a lot of guys that talk a lot, and I'm like, well, you can't back it up because you know you're not there with them mm-hmm. and so in a sense where it's like when you have a video up and it just you just i just hit record and it just it just sits with me all day and you know you can watch what i'm doing even if you watch your mom and dad because i watch your mom and dad fish it's yeah. a fish yeah oh they're like, hardcore you see your mom yeah. like <laughs> yeah you know like i'm like fuck man they know how to fish like it's no joke yeah. yeah my mom was recovering from an illness and you know just to get her out to have her fish with me again it's like awesome it's an awesome experience you know sometimes yeah. we look back and like man i don't 
you know, I spent all this time fishing by myself or with my friends, but like not with my family. So it's like now it's like, you know, it's like getting them out when they're getting older and just, you know, just having a, bla- a ball with them. So, no, that's cool as shit. I've always I've noticed that from a peck reposting your videos. Yeah. And I kind of like how I knew who you were. Yeah. And I knew who these two guys were from Justin that flaked out because his wife said you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn women. No, I'm sure you flaked out. Um, let me. You have a couple questions. Hold on one second. You guys got to go pee pee. I'm good. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You sure? I just looked. I in heard the you say two times. I'm good. I'm good. You sure? I'm good. <laughs> Prostate's okay. <laughs> Not that old. Dude. Okay. <laughs> I'm only six years younger than you. <laughs> Those six years go really sideways too. <laughs> oh shit! Find the fucking question. Well, um, while you're looking for that. What do you want you, to promote? You, you kind promote of, it. You kind no. of alluded to the whole, you know, learning through, you know, all the different media platforms now, you know, social media, YouTube, what have you. Mm-hmm. I take a lot of pride that, you know, I learned how to fish the big bait by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no internet back then, you know, and these guys too, same thing. We just got out and got it done and learned through making a lot of mistakes and the kids today, you know, they could pull up a YouTube channel. They can, yeah. you know, look on Instagram and they can yeah. find all that information. So it's pretty gratifying, you know, for, for me to, you know, kind of. That was enough. That was something I was to get to is kind of like, what did you guys do to learn that? But I, I was looking at a question. You made a lot this, of mistakes. This was from yeah. Loki Fishing. You know, Loki? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, which account is he hey. on right now? <laughs> hey, Loki's a local Whittier guy, so, like, he's not far away at all. Yeah. Oh, nice. Here he comes, guys. Oh, God. Be it's... quiet. This is officially when it goes sideways. It's going to go sideways? <laughs> Look behind you guys. <laughs> we got an asshole on the mic now. Oh, we're going to get him on mic, I guess. You want to get a mic? Smoky in here. <laughs> Take a seat. Right here. Let me get you a seat. Let's pause real quick, and I'll get him a seat. Yeah. All right. Did you bring coffee? Did you bring my coffee, dude? <laughs> you didn't even bring fucking water. <laughs> Justin Hill. Justin Hillbilly. The best mechanic on this side of the fucking coast. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bluefin so tuna expert. <laughs> this is the cool thing, as all these guys know each other. Um, when we talk about forms, I like to know the best history I can. I talked to Johnny Ellis and he kind of told me a little bit. You guys have probably been around a little longer than him. What's the first form you guys remember? Cal fishing. Cal fishing. Cal fishing. For sure. Cal fishing and Rob. Were Bellamy. you guys all on that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't on Cal, but I was on nation. Like okay. when that, uh, I think Cal, that's, that was kind of my swim bait first, nation uh, kind of killed Cal fishing. Really? Yeah. That, got, that got big. It was just a wealth of information. He would do swim bait breakdowns and was the dude legit as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, very, um, very active. <laughs> Hold on, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. <clears throat> Someone's got a little smiley face over there, and he doesn't think he's legit as fuck. Huh? Oh, dude, he's he's one of the most legit guys. <laughs> but I like the face. No, you're he's, thinking something. Express yourself. He's a great friend of mine. Oh, um, is he? Yeah. No, I just wanted to know. Like, that's great to hear. He you know? is. Uh, he, I put him in the same category as Stefan here. Okay. Super humble. Um, doesn't have an egotistical bone in his body. Dude, the guy is just now releasing pictures of 18-pound largemouth that he caught, like, 12, 15 years ago. He's just now putting them out. He didn't need to tell the world. He didn't need to show them. 
um, I knew about them. You know, we had a, I guess I could talk about it now because essentially it's done, but we had a private forum that was, uh, I, I guess we had maybe 15 guys in it. Um, all the names, Mike Long. Uh, Hold on, did you, what did you say? Mike Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. Motherfucker. I'm not recording the fucking video. kind of mickey mouse show is this <laughs> one guy mickey mouse show that's fucking justin funny. showed up and everything went to shit already i need to make money akuma help me out <laughs> my bond message him they didn't get back bro help me out <laughs> um so we're talking about forms uh these guys have been around for a long time uh what's the first form Cowfishing. Cow fishing. Yeah. So they all know cow fishing. Yeah, all the heavy hitters were on that one back in the day. And it was a wealth of information they shared. Yes. Rob Bellany doing breakdowns on baits. Um, the internet was still pretty new back then. So What year was that? Jeez, I don't know. Early, late 90s, early Really? 96, So you were like yeah. 16, 17. Yeah, I was a teenager. You're baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys were like fucking... 50? Mark was still 50. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa. Uh, Seth Nicewanger was still fucking sparkle in his dad's eye. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Keith's bag still. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, so, and then you guys had a private group, right? We did, yeah. It it, it was all the kind of top trophy hunters. Um, Rob was a fan of uh, bed fishing. I never was. Rob who? Rob Bellany. Okay. The guy that ran cow fishing. Um, super awesome dude. No ego whatsoever. A lot like Steph in here. Um, but we had a core group of guys. It was maybe 15 of us that were in there. And that was a lot of lot of info sharing that we had back then. Who was in the group? Uh, Snagger, Mike Long. <laughs> um, and were you guys like, you guys knew that shit already? Everybody. Uh, yeah, I knew, I knew a while ago about no you knew antics. like it when that all came out it was like oh yeah it it, it, it wasn't new to us no no uh, we yeah. we knew there were it shenanigans shocking. you knew justin no <laughs> i i wasn't really in on the internet then i didn't get in onto that stuff until like nation i think that was kind of like my first encounters with mark it was on nation probably talking Butch. shit about you and uh, not the not on there that I can remember, but I don't know. Maybe it sucks that page is gone because even today, like if guys had access to that information, so good. Yeah, Swimbait yeah. Nation, like there was a wealth of information. So that was like pre all the popular dudes now. Like, yeah, pre Oliver, pre like Gilbert, all those guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So who was the who was the dudes then? Uh, Jerry Rago. Um, Aaron Martins was a big bass guy really? back then. Yeah, yeah he, he, oh, he lived. Wow. He lived out, you know, Usually by, by Castaic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bill Siementhal would post a lot. I love Billy. Do you love Bill? Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. He's he's great guy. I've great met guy. him twice. He was great both times. I mean, what about you, Justin? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I've never really met him. I've seen him walk Why around shows. Why the fuck shows. are you here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just so he can hold a pink microphone. Yeah, yeah. like, like ice cream. Suck of that dick. <laughs> no, no, no I, I mean, I'm, uh, I love Bill. Like, I know people. It's hard because you do this. I do this podcast. People shit on each other bad. Right. Yeah. You know, at, maybe before or after. And oh, I'm just, like, just wait for the comments after people watch and they see that I'm people on People not like you. Just wait. <laughs> you know what? I, I think. Justin, the, hold on. Do people not like him? Eh, it's 50-50. I like Mark. I don't, other people I don't, don't have any issues Mark with makes him. people cry on the internet. <laughs> I can, Let's talk I can about, I've people. heard that. That's one thing I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I heard you guys like talking a lot of shit. We do. Do you do it for fun? Yes. Oh, yeah. But do people take it seriously? And yes. like maybe? Yeah, people are too serious in life. Mostly, I'm just looking. But how bad do you talk shit? Like, what would be something that you'd really piss something off? When was the last time you cried? <laughs> My son died. Two years ago. Okay, that's okay. Oh. Yeah, I can't. You just, just, you just kidding. screwed that I, one I'm up. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um. suck up a dick, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm just kidding. Like, we could, we could be, we could be pretty, pretty ruthless. But like, if you're not saying anything about my family, if you said you suck at fishing, I'd be like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people do. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of feelings. But yeah. is it feelings because someone made a bait? That's a different story. If I made a bait and you shit on it, mm-hmm. I would not like that. Oh, if you a... made a rod or a bait like or something like that and you shit on it, I would not like that, right? That's not cool. Mm-hmm. I'd never shit on a guy for his work. Like, if you make a bait and you're going then to that trouble. Then what do you trouble. guys do to make people cry? Like, there was a page that popped well, on, up on, on Facebook. Stefan, what do you, what do you think? He's very... He's, <laughs> Stefan's hey, like, oh, no. He's, hey, he's not in hey, this Jesus part. Tell uh, us what you think. About the trash talking mm-hmm. and stuff? I just think there's a lot of guys that, that talk a lot and... And don't have the experience the back. But do you end. think that when they talk, it's like a fuck around thing, and they can't just take the? Heat? I, I mean, I think there's sarcastic truths to them. I think there's like a lot of things. Hey, that, what did that, you say right now? <laughs> sarcastic truth. Oh, sarcastic I love truth. that word. That's my new word for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sarcastic truths. Yeah. I mean, it's I like, like it. you get a laugh out of it, but it's also name. a truth. Like, you yes, know, a guy. There's a guy that caught like a 15 pound striper and. You know, he starts talking smack on guys that just catch 70 pounders. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you do like, that? Usually it's the new guy that comes on a forum and comes out of nowhere, hey, starts beating d- their does chest. He do this? I, and... this is my term. It's called big dicking. Yep. He tries a big dick on everyone? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes is that what happens? Uh-oh. He pulls his dick out and tries to throw it around on everyone? Sometimes Justin, you, Justin you want to answer that one? <laughs> <laughs> did he try to big no. dick on everyone, Justin? <laughs> no? No. 
No, he doesn't. He's so quiet on the phone. He's not this quiet. All <laughs> he looks all, funny. Look he looks all nervous. I thought I was going to look like Justin. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a reflection of the microphone. He's <laughs> scared of me. fuck, man? So people get mad. You, you bust. Like, dudes like that will come on, throw their dick around. You fuck with them, they get mad. Most of the time, I'm screwing around with people that I know. What was the, the form that you guys really fuck with people on? I'm uh, this Facebook. This... <laughs> <laughs> was there groups and shit? Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you name the group? I think the best one was Swimbait Beef popped up, and what the fuck was that guy's name? Bobby Monaco or something. But I shut him down, and uh, we we nailed him pretty hard to the point where we had a kind of a private face group page that a group of like twelve of us would just talk shit to each other. And we're like, screw it, let's invite this guy in. And we lit him up so hard. Who's the guy? Just around him. Bobby, just some Bobby Monaco. Monaco. Oh, yeah. Some Monica. Yeah, some <laughs> East Coast guy. And we we brought him into that page and hey, you he, know he I'm flexed like... and we Dude, just talked roasted. a bunch of shit. And I mean he quit his own page after that. <laughs> we drove him, hey, I think. What from do you the guys internet. think about this guy's baits? He makes baits. He won't talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, he's getting red. He makes baits. <laughs> no, I've actually never fished him. I've seen him. I see him swim in my pool. He won't talk about him. No. Fucking amazing. Stefan's made a few too in his past. Both these. Yeah. Uh, hey, we all the private bait makers right now, huh? <laughs> you I know, had, I, had I learned that, that I'd rather fish the baits versus. Just do you them. guys think it's too much work? I see this guy. He fucking tweaks out on him. He's fucking good. Like he bring him to my house. I was like, what the fuck, man? He swam it. It was raining in my backyard, and I'm like, damn, that that thing fucking swims, you know, like. Yeah, that the old school wood one piece, like just carving that front on him to see that kind of that hunting pattern they can get do you think wood is the key compared to uh, resin you don't give a shit i like resin i like wood baits really yeah uh it like, depends i like wood topwater baits for three-piece swimmers i like resin uh just it's easier to control um more consistent swim rates greg silks and i actually had a long conversation about wood once i mean just even on the same board, depending on which way the wind would blow on a tree, I mean, that side would be denser. It gives you different floating properties. So wood, it's hard to be inconsi- or hard to be consistent with. Yep. So resin can definitely get you a consistent bait. But if you can't, if you're not consistent, that's kind of good, right? In some situations. Some yeah. situations. I mean, back then with wood baits, especially Alan Cole, I'd be ordering 20, 30 baits at a time from him, pick the top five, and the rest would go on eBay. Or, yeah. or, the, done that or the swim bait form. You would sell them on eBay? <laughs> yeah. Just you, get rid of them because they didn't hey, swim right. You put, them on the, you put them on forms. Yeah, I mean, it's what you had to do with <laughs> wood baits back then. <laughs> like, if you were buying wood baits and you were serious, you'd buy 10, so this was swim what year? them all. What, the, what year was this? 2002 to 2008. Like, the, AC, so the original AC plug to me. Who was... Who was so Matt from Last Chance was probably throwing fucking swim baits at that time, right? Yeah, I would. You guys weren't so. up that way. Or you guys were this way. No, again, like we were all over. I was striper fishing, so DVL large mouth bass yet. to me are just DVL wasn't open until two thousand six, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then the stripers didn't get in for a few years, and they didn't get bigger. So I had zero interest in DVL until the stripers <laughs> got in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find a question. Mike Vaughn had a question, but I gotta find. But back to the bait thing, I like. Fishing whoa, whoa, wooden whoa. baits. Hold on. Raise your hand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like fishing wooden baits, but I don't like making wooden baits. I'd rather make 
resin baits. Yeah, more consistent, easier, quicker. You can get them weighed, weighed right, and and yeah, you can dial the weighting in a lot easier. But do you think that matters for like a largemouth or like a punker? Like if you're gonna fish something different, like so you might make a resin bait. Do you think that's gonna be different for a uh, punker or something like that? And no one, no one knows that you make amazing baits. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what the fuck you're doing, and people don't know that, Justin. Like, so, like, you're being too humble. But, like, you know, like, what do you think? You think, like, a punker, would you use wood instead? Mm, I don't know. The wood doesn't hold up. I mean, the hooks eat the thing. Fish beats the freaking thing up. Like, a resin bait, you could freaking beat it up against everything and it, yeah but wood's got that hunting pattern like it, that's it what moves I'm it about. moves yeah. to the water so right, what would you got would you rather fish a wood like if someone's gonna give you a punker you want a wood or resin you know wood. i i would <laughs> actually i prefer the the resin baits really i have i have a guy his name's uh, michael perfumo mm-hmm. and he's made me some resin baits and wood oh yeah 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 he made me a resin bait and a wood bait and i'm like dude i like the resin bait better because just the way that that he died the dialed the weight in and the way it swims it swims like a wood bait it swims actually better than a wood bait I think but once you put a bill on a wooden bait you've taken all the magic away from it because now it's just that side to side pattern What do you mean by taking the magic away from a bill bait <clears throat> What I I call it like the hunting pattern of a bait so the old AC plugs the Z plug depending yeah. on the cut they move different through the water like especially when you start grinding them it'll Kind of veer, veer right three times, left twice. Like in that mm-hmm. off center is what fish key in on. That's why the depths was just a freaking killer. I but mean, not you, anymore. Fish, have, I feel, become patterned to it because everyone's throwing glides now. But when glides first came out, like you can give a fish nine different looks within a 30-foot retrieve. You can go with two slow cranks and get that big sweeping, throw a couple rod twitches in, two quick cranks, and all of a sudden that glide comes into a real tight escape pattern. And it's just anything that moves a bait off that center line. It's like crashing a crankbait into cover. You're going to get bit more of the thing that thing's bouncing off rocks and coming off center than just chucking and winding open water and having that tight wobble. So to me, once you put a bill on a wood bait, you've removed all the magic of the true hunting pattern. Really? Like cut fronts, like... Hey, Caesar, go fuck yourself. These guys said to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just fucking around. You guys know Caesar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. Never heard of her. (laughs) <laughs> but don't get me wrong like see there's that cry that somebody would start crying because of that would someone cry because of that? Oh, yeah. hey you sent a message in the uh, we did a, a private message and this fucking guy made me almost piss my pants because he said something very funny but I don't think I can repeat it because <laughs> someone might get fucking mad oh, you, I don't care doesn't matter I said hopefully you guys can uh, beat the goat and then they said, who's the goat? I said, Butch. And they said, never heard of her. <laughs> or no, she used to be good in her day. <laughs> I was like, fucking dicks. <laughs> like, too bad his pawn died. <laughs> I was like, fucking assholes. You know? Are you still blocked, Mark? From- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love the guy. He knows it. <laughs> like, I saw him at Fred Hall two years ago, shook his hand. He smiled, asked how my dad was. You know, things are good. It's just, I bring too much heat, I guess, online and... How many people have you pissed off, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that many, huh? A lot. Yeah. I, I, I've actually apologized to a, a few people because it was done in you know good humor and you know some people are wound tight. Some people just. <laughs> Here's a question: How do you skate being you 
That means sponsored by Okuma. Are they cool with it? Well, the best part is you know what I'm saying. Not like, sponsored you fucking, or work there. <laughs> so you work there. Like you're not going to go on Seth's dad's fucking podcast and say the same shit. No. Yeah, so you, you got to know your audience. Podcast. They don't respect my podcast like that. <laughs> it's a different. It's, it's it's a different feel. You're throwing f bombs and talking about. Oh, he's sucking and dicks Keith, over there. It's not so. Oh. Just a different different approach. So I've, you go with whatever the approach. Okay, I get you're, it. You're yeah, the lead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. So let's talk about that time you sucked some dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Which <laughs> time? You see what happened? Justin got me out. He started eating that fucking pink. <laughs> but uh, it's cool to have all you guys on that, that have done it for a minute. Uh, every one of you guys have, people have mentioned me, hey, you got to get this guy on. So it's kind of like, who did you guys look to when you first started We'll go down the line uh, for swim bay fishing. Like when you're fishing, like were you like, oh, this is the dude. Like if I'm thinking of a calico fisherman, there's a couple guys I can think of. Like, oh, these are the fucking guys because mm-hmm. that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Swim bay fishing, or even uh, throwing. Who was throwing the big uh, baits for trout then? You know what I'm saying? Who did you look at? for trout? I I wasn't a trout fisherman back then. It was Rago probably? Well, actually, I didn't even know Jerry back then when I started out. I don't think he had commercially sold baits. Um, Jerry actually made baits similar to the AC plug before Alan did. He just kept them for himself. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the old guys. But honestly, when I did it, I knew nobody. You know, there was no internet. So unless you met face-to-face or at the lake or what have you. Um, but did you know of anyone? Because you're 46, right? Right. So Butch is, what, 50-something? He's like 90, I think. <laughs> No. So that, that what I'm saying is there, there was a guy before you. Oh, 100%. Who was it? And I'm not trying to take anything away so, from you, but what I'm trying to say is, like, who was the guy before you? Like, were you, like, doing it? And you're going like, oh, I want to fucking do what this guy's doing. The guy you know? that, that kind of brought swim bait fishing to light for me was uh, Troy Folkstad. And I don't know if you guys even know Troy. He's kind of got out of... Is that Michael's dad? No, that's Michael Folks. No, this is Folkstad. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, he, he Justin, was a hey, he was a guy. Laugh at me. He was fuck a fuck you. I'm gonna cut this out. <laughs> you fucking bitch. You fucking son of a bitch. I try to be an honest person, and this guy fucking laughs at me over it's here. It's funny because I knew exactly who you were thinking of <laughs> <laughs> before Mark said it. <laughs> I guess I'll leave it in now. Fuck everyone. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, there was, there was four or five other guys, you know, Bob Groupie was around. I'm sure you probably heard that name. Um, he was just an angry person to me. So I really didn't give him, you know, much what do you time. Mean he was, an angry he was a mad cop. Hey, did he, was he mad at you guys? Um, did he yell at you? Oh yeah. He yelled at me. What'd he say? He was double anchored on the lagoon one day and I, fuck. was he fishing a crowd ad? Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you run into Danny Kadota? I, I know Danny. He's a cool guy. I know Danny personally. He's he's one of the best all-around fishermen, I think, in the world. Right. Like, I interviewed him, and I don't, like, I would have expected more people. Like, the, the episode did well, but I would have expected more people to listen. Because the dude fucking... He, dr- he spit the Yeah, it was before like, the internet back the then, the whole though. Loomis shit, everything, mm-hmm. you know, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck, he spits man. knowledge for sure. Um, but Gary Harrison was out there. He was another local guide. Up but the, the croupy thing, like, uh, that's not what you were doing. So I don't, I don't consider that. Well, I was, I was within 
two miles of him fishing. But you weren't so fishing he was angry. fucking uh, crawdads. No, I was just. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like, who were you looking up to that fished a swim bait, or maybe had the idea before you was a bill? Um, was it was it Butch Bill? Were they kind of doing not it? Butch? Um, but I, Butch fished uh, crawdads at the same time. Did he? He did. did. Yeah, he? yeah, really? he did. But he was a swim bait guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, he'll throw a spinner bait. You know, when when he needs to throw a spinner bait. That's cool. But for me, honestly, the 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 guy I probably looked up to the most was one of my best friends until he wasn't. Um, that's Rod Thigpen. He's the guy that made the stalker trout. Uh, he showed me a lot. Hey. Tell me about that. I don't know anything about it. So, uh, <laughs> what's this talking about? Uh, and this is where it goes down. There, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Justin here it told me to ask you this, so I'm going to do it. Sorry. Gigantoid. Because you have that pretty shirt on. What does it say on your shirt? It says, This is a dude under this fucking mask, and it's a picture of me. Oh, that's you, though, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. I like it. Um, God, PE teacher doesn't, doesn't like it over there. I mean, this is such a. And and you don't have if the you legend of gi- the legend of gigantoid still lives on today. What is that? So, oh <laughs> God, I asked Rod Thigpen to build a floating, solid one piece rubber bait for me for Paris because the fish in the tree line during the middle of the day they'd get their their eyeball right be, right behind a branch so it'd shade their eyes from the sun, and I would fish for those fish. But how I'd, did you know that? Because I'd see them in the water. You'd see them position in Rock Climbers Cove back yeah. then. Yeah, really. You just and they'd see them all be in the shady side so of the you branches. You knew, like, fuck. I Those days are coming back, though. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Don't tell anyone, Stefan. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Justin's gonna rape that place. It's just bass, guys. It's just bass. <laughs> yeah, you had to get a big bait to get those girls to move out of the shade. There you go. For sure. So you had this guy trying to make. make so him. yeah, we were friends, and I was fishing pretty much just his baits, and we were slaying fish everywhere with him. And and I asked him to make that type of bait, and he did, and uh, gave one to me, and it was glorious. We were we were catching fish just hand over fist. Big How ones. big? Uh, my personal best, biggest, fifteen pounder. Fuck, at Paris? Uh, that was at Castaic. Oh, no, sorry, fuck. Casitas. Oh Casitas. My God. Um, so I said, you know, I, I said in passing after we had that bait for a couple of years, I'm like, Hey, we got to build a really big one. And he's like, open up his locker and there it was. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. So, I mean, I was the biggest promoter of his lures. I figured, you know, he's going to make me one and he didn't, he never gave one to me. He kept that for himself, which is fine. So I made one myself and that's where shit really went South. Why? Um, he felt that I copied everything. But did you sell it? No. Then what the fuck does it matter? Because he wanted it all to himself. But anyways, long story short, I had uh, I had my other friend who was a bait maker make me a mold. Uh, made the mold first time out. My dad had like a 16-pounder, tried to eat it. Um, he missed it. And that's where it just kind of went south from there. Uh, Mickey Ellis... Um, rifled through my boat one day and he saw the big dead stick baits that had teeth marks all over. What do you mean rifled? Uh, opened up my rod lockers when I wasn't, when I wasn't watching. But is he your boy? Uh, He's not my boy. So if someone tried to come to my boat and look through my boat, I'd fucking hit him in the face. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know Mickey. I don't know anything about him, but I'm saying like, it's, it's a, uh, I don't even know like 
what direction to go here, but <laughs> he did. So he made a bait and what was then, the bait called that he looked at? Uh, it was just a floater. We call it the floater. And Mickey made one like that. He made something similar based on the concept of what okay. he saw because the baits were chewed up. They had teeth marks all over them. So, anyways, and that was the bait that you got from your buddy that made. It. What was the guy's name? Rob Thickman. So he made the bait and mm-hmm. copied it. Mickey copied it. Right. So and I Mickey made a production model of what you had. He did. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, it was it was different, but at that time, nobody had a dead stick bait. Like dead sticking wasn't around before yeah. it was around at that time. And yeah. So, anyways, I made a. I had my buddy make me a mold of a sixteen incher. Um, it was great. Everything was awesome. And then he found out that I made one. He saw one and death threats. Like, what do you mean death threats? He threatened to kill me. Is this big dude? No, but he's crazy. It doesn't matter. Shoot him with five. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's crazy. He's a hunter. I'm not. I I don't have guns. Why not? I just don't have guns. Justin, tell him to get guns. (laughs) Come to my house. Right. But, um, hey, apparently you're not from Whittier, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was just, uh, it, it just, it went really sour quickly. That's, that's horrible. Like that, something stupid like that would make. Oh, yeah. From best friends. And I get to it. Enemies. I get it. I get uh, the whole bait making thing. Like if you make something, I get it to yours. Um, you shouldn't copy shit, but at the same time, you're not giving it out. Like, yeah, and I didn't copy it one for one. Yeah, I, I exactly. made my own mold. Yeah. It was the concept that I actually asked about for him yeah, to make. Yeah, exactly. And anyways, long story short, that's all behind us except for it wasn't. I, I Do you talk to him? I, uh, no, not Have at all. Have you talked to Mickey at all? <laughs> A couple times. Really? Yeah. Are you guys buds? No. Are <laughs> <laughs> you sure about no. that? <laughs> no. What about Justin? Do you think they're buds? No. Hundred percent. No. I don't think. Met, I don't think Mickey, Mickey has many buds. I'm blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it got all the dickheads except Stefan. <laughs> I just, I, I just had to stay away from all the, the drama. negative drama and stuff. I like, talked to him about that decades yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, I fished with Mickey. I helped prototype the freestyle. Did you? So I was killing oh, him on cool, the man. triple trouts, and then. We we did the rattlesnake pond, um, you know, uh, with the freestyle baits and super dope bait, but always around that just that negative tension about um, bait Those makers. And... You're skiing over there, huh? <laughs> they got mad. Yeah. You gotta go faster because I just they're mad. I... <laughs> <laughs> Casting couch. I think the last. <laughs> I think the last time I talked to Mickey was when I was on the water at Diamond Valley, and he was talking to me about some other bait maker. And I just said, man, I just don't. I just don't want to be around it no more. Like negativity. So, yeah, I just gave up all my three sixteen baits. Mickey just, kind of lived on the negativity. And uh, yeah, but he. I mean, I mean he, he was, was great. My idea. You know, honestly, he was, gonna work. He was smart me, about it. But, someone told me this idea. What do you guys think? I call him and do a phone interview and try to get him on the phone and call his number and do a podcast that way and be like, "Hey, Mickey, this is Nick from Cast and Crank." Let's do an interview, and if he says no, fuck you. At least I have that soundbite, right? <laughs> <I mean, laughs> right, right. Wouldn't I mean, that be a great soundbite either? Way? <laughs> I mean, he he was a great dude to me. Like I would come That's over. That's what I heard. I heard it's like a, we, we would have like um, 
you know, barbecues and stuff at his place. And like, I met, that's how I met Gilbert, Ben Denali and all, all those dudes that were just starting to like be in that swim that bait fucking scene. Ben Denali, he's an ass that's when like the whole, um, I love Ben. He's a buddy. Um, I just kind of just from that point, from, you did your own shit. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, talk yeah, with yeah, Mark yeah. and just like, dude, just don't like, just keep fishing and just, yeah. just get away from it. You know? And I was thankful for like a mentor, like, like, like Mark to just remind he's me, so Hey, just negative, get out of there. Though. How could you be, let him be your mentor if he's so I, negative I think, and so mad all the time. I have multiple personalities. <laughs> hey, the PE teacher fucking guy over here, he looks more positive. Look at how he's just smiling. I think he went through a lot of the experiences that I was going through at that time. Like what? You're with, getting shit? What was that? You're getting shit. Yeah, I mean, like, people. yeah, and it's just like, I just wanted to fish. Like, I didn't really care about the really? whole, whole bait stuff and it just... You it know. was nice being on the striped bass I, aspect of it because the largemouth guys were fucking ruthless. And to I each don't other. like. I'm not trying to yeah. bring up any drama, but like, it's cool to hear from different dudes like perspectives of what they came up with because it's like you wouldn't hear this on a fucking regular conversation with anyone. Like, if I came up to you and you're like, "Hey, let's talk about let's let's talk to you," you're not gonna say that. But it's cool to meet the guy. So yeah. I meet all three of you yeah. and this dickhead over here. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is the kind of off subject? Here we go. Kind here of, we go. Sideways. The uh, video of the burning Wake Junior. Is that still out? What or did you that, do? Uh, that wasn't that was, actually that mine. was Butch, I believe. Yeah, right? Butch did yeah. that. I played baseball with another one of Mickey's baits, and then I sent it to someone else, and they played baseball with it, and <laughs> we just childish antics. Total, yeah. total childish antics. Yeah. But it made people smile that we're doing it. I was happy to do it. Why did you do that? Oh, just I don't know. I was <laughs> younger, stupid. Everyone yeah. tolerated the hate from that end because if you did get his baits and you didn't catch fish on them, you could flip them for two hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> more than you paid for them. So, so it's been happening forever. Oh yeah, oh. since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now swim baits to me are like baseball cards and comic books. Guys are just people don't even them. fish them just, anymore. They don't even fish them. They're collecting them to just be on the on forums, be in that you conversation, collecting them, seeing their glass cases. Really? Yeah, are glass you cases. Serious? Yeah, send pictures of their glass. They're probably cases. all the guys sponsored by Okuma, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing going on forums are these damn mail calls where guys aren't even like catching fish on baits anymore. They're just showing you what they got in the freaking mail. <laughs> It's so bad. It's true. That are their collection. So bad. Yeah, yeah, collections behind glass. It's like these things are tools. They're meant to be used. And if you got hook bonnets on them, like you're like, not. You're yeah, not. Look at this bait. It. I caught ten fish on. It's like no hook rash, no nothing. Yeah. Like really. Some of you? the baits that we've had, like your punker and my punker. Stefan's <laughs> punker was like a third of a punker by the time he was done with it. Yeah. Weights are all held in destroyed. with freaking super glue and. You know, I caught that punker on a dead striper. <laughs> Did you? That's sick. Oh, I, really? I was trolling a Z plug and I hung the bottom and I reeled it up. It's dead weight and it's a big, like, twelve pound striper with that punker on there. Dead. And I, <laughs> yeah, I pulled Were you out. Like, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, back then it was dinner. like it was like you. This racist son of a bitch. Look at him. Automatically, No, but <laughs> you know it's funny. It was very funny. Oh man! 
conscious. Uh, but you, I would, I'd be so stoked if I got a fucking poker. Yeah, I mean, some guy was throwing it on like 12-pound test and lost it on the striper. and 12-pound on a poker. It, it got waterlogged. It was brand new, waterlogged, and I just left it out in the sun for like a, a couple days and started. Did you reseal it? I just threw it. I just put new hooks on it. And started, <laughs> started fishing. Yeah, did that punker killed hundreds of yeah. shrimp. Really? Oh, Mike yeah. seen me break hooks seen, and yeah, <laughs> just ruined fish. Yeah. And that's the thing with wood baits, especially like punkers. I know Jeremy and that yeah. punker was a game changer. When I'd buy them, I mean, we'd buy them fifteen at Jeremy a time. Jeremy only makes wood ones, though, right? Like that's it. No, he makes inje- injected baits. Wood. Uh, I don't think resin. they're doing the injected punker Injected anymore. plastic. No, the punker's yeah. still wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because Tanner kind of talked but, about it. But they're factory like, made now, and the factory's moved a couple times. But Oh, they factory wood make them? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's a lot of work. I mean, I still have his old handmade ones, and they're a total different shape. Yeah, Like right. from the first couple years. Do you think you can match that wood shape every time? Well, I think it's done on like a CNC. Yeah, you're not turning mill, that kind yeah, of... But even if you mill hand. that, like say you like mill the shape you still got around it like that's what fucks you up right right no if it's cnc cut they can cut that pretty but you mean like a cnc machine fucking yeah for like metal but they're doing it with the wood wood. yeah Yeah. but even then like i said wood varies in density so even though you're using the same wood everything might be one or two percent off or something so the the grains are all different knots just the density of it the flotation floatability so like yeah it's hard to be consistent. And punkers, I mean, every two out of ten had that. They just cut water different. And when you hit them back, it just had this different noise, like a different plopping noise. What did it sound like? <laughs> yeah, you're not going to give me a twice on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I got him to do the fucking mountain line before. Yeah, yeah you missed that one. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Hey, tell me what the what does the punker sound like. Yeah. Boop, boop, bloop. <laughs> But no, Stefan and I would roll up to one of the more popular points at Silverwood. Stefan, what does it sound like? And there could be three guys fishing a punker. (laughs) There you go. That's a mountain lion. (laughs) Mountain lion punker. (laughs) But we'd roll up and there'd be three guys fishing a punker and they're just doing that standard cadence. Dun, dun, dun. And we'd roll up and within... Three, four casts each because it's all about cadence. I mean, yeah. you could stick two, three fish, and these guys have been there an hour. You think people aren't learning that yet? Like, no. you know, you've done it for fucking twenty years. That's my number people one tip to any swim yet. bait fisherman: is learn the cadence. I mean, it's a drum beat, and some days they want jazz, some days so they want you, death if metal. You, uh, if you, so what would you do if you guys could all three of you let's go through the the whole line? What would you do if you can say cadence? Like, what would the first thing you do? Would you be like? You know, one, two, three, one, two, three, like almost like a drum beat, like one, two, three. So everyone, when they were fishing a punker, it was boom, boom. So you'd count like a couple. I'd fire it out there, and as it hits the water, something like that. Just no, I'd turn the handle as quick as I could to where this punker's just surfing straight in, and then you just kill it, and then just wait. So you want to surf? Pop it once the punker. It all not like a dance, like like it's like a trout being chased. Yeah, so everyone's just walking it like a spook. You come up next to That's him, what I think of you when, I, fire when I throw it out, a punker, you I just throw a spook. grind it I... 30 feet, and it's up on the water, just coming in straight, and then you just kill it. And yeah. you just wait, count to 10, and just give it that one. So how long Boom. will you grind it, though? That's a question. Anywhere from five, five turns to the whole cast. 
Like it's just completely yeah. different than anyone else is doing. And then Stephen, you're throwing the same bait, thing? but giving them a whole different look than they've ever seen with that bait. And that that was the key to triggering big striped bass. And no one's yeah. doing that right now. No. I mean, was doing it. You know, they're like still Stephen? not. Everyone cast Camping? it out. Yeah, it's the water. I try to, I try to make the the bait dig like get like under the surface like you want a subsurface yeah if, if like, you can, so well, like a dock rat almost like where it fucking woo, woo, kind of like I've, I've, but a dock like, rat's like more fluid when you can get a punker to go down three inches it's not just cutting it's kind of wobbling yeah. so you're they're seeing belly roll it's under the surface there's so there's just those belly. small nuances that it's the difference between not catching a fish and catching a yeah. dozen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, just getting it to dig and just fishing a heavy floral on it sometimes, like 40 or 50 pounds, so that, that line sinks. That's what I was going to say. But uh, but that's, I mean, a lot of guys will just use straight mono or straight braid, but, you know, little, little things like that, like a uh, heavy, heavy uh, floral leader hooks. helps. And heavier hooks, really? like ST66. Really? I want my bait, like, very heavy to where, like, it just barely the head sticking up out of the yeah he's 3x 3 op mustache really? front yeah. to back get him as he- get it as heavy as possible i use owners i use i use st66 yeah. no he's not sponsored <laughs> they're not sponsored <laughs> by owners so the problem is that. when you hook a striped bass outside of its mouth are you a big mustache guy compared to owner really 100% yeah really yeah just 100%. the power of that 3x hook Really? I didn't know that. Like, that's a good thing to hear. Like, 36, 329 BLN. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Again, one more time. Rewind. Whoop. 36, 329 BLM. That's Ooh, the, that's the best. fucking good, man. It's the best swim bait hook ever made. Ever. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, Mark turned me on to those. Oh, he did, huh? Yep. I turned him on with other things, He's too. Sucking yeah. that dick, that mustache <laughs> dick no, over there. No, no. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> No, it's cool to hear like uh, your guys' uh, perspective, especially striper guys, because we don't have a lot of striper. I don't think I've had a, many striper guys on, mm. Uh, mm. except earlier. I mean, but yeah. Tanner was a big striper. That's all he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, they'll same de- thing. they'll destroy hooks. They'll fold them down. I mean, Arkansas forty pound fish folding a three X hook flat. Did you guys have to go like, what the fuck? We got to change. Did you guys bring shit like? Oh yeah. Every time we go to Arkansas, I'd have at least ten packs of backup hooks for a three day trip. Fuck. Yeah, because they just. You got to go, Stephen. I know. I'm trying to do it locally, though. Come on. You can't do it locally. (laughs) What shirt is that right there? So you had Big Uh, Gus on the show. Bite me, double I shirt. Who makes that? I think my little cousin. He made it, and he. That's a cool shirt, man. Sent me a couple. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty dope. Give him a shot. What, what's Instagram name? Uh, I think it's Double I, Double Eyes, something like that. DBL. DBL. Yeah. Horrible. Hey. <laughs> horrible. But yeah. Bad plug. That was the worst plug ever. Worst plug ever. Fucking mad, dude. <laughs> Must be the cousin no one likes. Here you go, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going on Casting Creek. Please fucking post this up. I just saw yeah, this shirt cool. and I just put it on. It wasn't like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get some kind of shirt on, but. <laughs> But yeah, yeah Stefan's been invited to Arkansas, and he always uh, turned it down. Man. So we brought Big Gus, and his biggest striper was, I, I think, eight pounds, and now his best. <laughs> Big Gus has been on here twice, man. Yeah, his best. He's got a couple over 40 and a 50. Wow. Oh, man. I know. Nice. And that 58, like, in full view as he burned it out of a tree, and it just no came up and fucking just destroyed the 250. Dude, destroyed it. Oh, yeah. Off, dude. Yeah, once you see a 50-pounder dart out from a tree and the whole fucking tree shakes, like leaves are falling off this laid-down tree, and your bait's coming, and he just darts out, and it doesn't even slow down, and it just... Disappears. The the bait's gone. 
and you just swing, and all of a sudden he's just peeling drag. What's uh, your guys' local? Like, do you guys remember DVL when it first opened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. that was a stripe. That's a striper lake, right? Not for the Not first, for the first couple of years. Yeah, it took them. I think a couple of years from. Hey, you guys under- don't fuck with largemouth much. Not at all. No. no neither of you. No. All of you. California. They, they largemouth fishing is dead. They pull like sandbass. They straight pull like sandbass. They straight pull like sandbass. You hook them and their mouth fills with water, <laughs> yeah. and you just That's drag so them in. Funny, like you hit a big largemouth, the first thing you better do is fill his mouth with water, open that mouth wide, and make sure you keep it open till you boat flip them or net them. Yep. It's like a salmon group. If you're letting it, if you're letting a largey like close his mouth and actually turn on you and take line, like you're doing something wrong if you're fishing a swim bait. I could see it on the drop shot and stuff. But on the swim bait gear, you're so overpowering them. And yeah. if you're not just turning that handle, filling that mouth, and the best thing they can do is head shake, I mean, that's how you handle largies. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, DVL opened and you guys kind of like said, okay, is there going to be a striper? Like, you know, like. Yeah, everyone was waiting for him to get in. They're like, oh, we put these magic grates over the intake. How and, long did it take? And they were taking in Colorado River water back then. For so how long? everyone. I think I, think I, like I caught my or... first one with 2008. Yeah, yeah, it was a while because they had that holdover trout fishery going at DVL, and everyone was out there during the summer catching rainbows and forty feet. And I mean, they had nice holdovers and stuff. And I just remembered huge boils, and I was like, "It's time." Yeah. And no, I remember going in two thousand. And they kept that bite a secret oh, for a man. while. Yeah. At least for a year and a half, that I striper bite hey, was, I was happening. I can't wait till you guys hear Matt's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like, I fucking ate all of them, bro. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and him talked about I was like, man, I kept too many. And he's like, Oh, did, did you? you talk to Matt yeah. about it? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> Dude, those striped bass is one of, the, I think, the best freshwater eating fish. They really. are. Them and crappie. So to me, them and crappie. This guy likes them a lot, too, over here. To my right. Like, what was it that oh. Quinn said? He's oh, like, he's my Quinn was fan. like, fuck, the lake's dead. <laughs> we were out there fishing for him, and dude, the whole cove, the whole marina cove, was one giant boil of yeah. striper. Yeah, for a few years, it was just epic. Do you, can you still see that locally? Rare. Huh? Yeah, Rare. But, but like Castaic, you know. Castaic, yeah. But you gotta, you gotta on be bowls, walking but they're like, in, huh? They're like that big. Not like that big. And no. again, to me, I think it's yeah. when they changed the water. When it yeah. went from Colorado River water to all aqueduct water, it's a colder water. There's less nutrients. It's coming down 400 miles of cement concrete, river. Yeah. yeah, and concrete. Where that Colorado River water was warmer, they were always pumping in fresh clean, thread fin. Like, clear. Real, yeah. And to me, it just changed the whole biomass of all the lakes down here really? when they switched the water. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard anyone like say Silverwood that. Like Silverwood went from the most epic shad boils to like Thule Perch and Glass Clear water manner. too. Yeah. It used to be clear. But the shad boils at Silverwood used to be epic. And now there's a hardly a thread fin in that lake. Really? Yeah. They're like wow. two pounds. They're like this big now. Yeah. <laughs> American shad and... But what's crazy is... There's, you guys go to... There's Pyramid? Clear Lake Hitch in yep. Silverwood. There's squawfish. There's Thule Perch. And these are all Northern California fish species that just made yeah. their way down the aqueduct. Like, there's legit Clear Lake Hitch. Do you guys go up north to fish them? Not as much. No. No. Mm -mm. Delta, I heard, is a big... uh, Yeah, and I have a product tester, uh, Sean Anderson, who I think did a pop. Hey, hey, hey. Shh. That's my boy, bro. <laughs> so he keeps inviting me up there. Hey, that's um, not just anyone. That's 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 a big fan of the podcast. This is my homie. Hell yeah, he's a fish good on dude. Guide good services. Guy. 
Yeah. Sean's a great dude. He's been he's product testing for me all through dude. the Savage Gear years. Yeah, he's now my boy. Fish Lab. Yeah. yeah, he's a stud. He knows that up there. He lives dude, it. Dude, Sacramento River. Like, I'm I'm supposed to go up to the Delta, I think. Uh, I'm going to Sacramento next month, I think, November, to do podcast. But one day, I meet my wife. We're going to go with Sean and go fishing. Totally worth um, it. The dude's a fucking stud. Well, yeah, I don't think he's guiding right now, but he's like, just come we'll hang out. Yeah, he's still fishing, fishing even if he's not guiding. Yeah, no, he's fucking killing him, dude. Yeah. You see him catch on the sly guy lure? That fucking mm. big-ass striper like that. I posted on the podcast oh, page. Nice. Uh, uh, I was on the sly guy like a glide bait. Fucking great. Yeah. So sly guy makes a fucking lure that's uh, like almost a taxidermy lure. Mm. It right. looks like perfectly like the fish would look. Fucking crazy. In my probably was molded off of a tax, taxidermy mold. Yeah. I don't know. In my experience, the more rudimentary the bait, the better it's gotten bit. You think so? Um, there's one glide bait out there. Jason oh, Cannon makes them. Who? Uh, Jason Cannon. So not really Cannon glide. He doesn't really make Which them you anymore. Like Oh, Jesus. The 14-inch glide he made for us for Arkansas. Glide's about that wide. Yeah, it cuts six really? feet. And it's, like, oh, it, it's unheard of. Like, this is the best glide bait. No way. And he doesn't really make them. Um, but he made some. They were expensive. And I still have two of them. And I, if I ever... I save them just to go back to Arkansas. They don't leave a case unless it's going to Arkansas. His glass case with his collection. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a bait. My, from my collection has whittled down greatly in the past couple of years. It went from... Because of Justin, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps um, breaking in. He's got a bunch of my baits. I know. He won't, I, he I won't gifted, invite me to his house and let me look at his baits. <laughs> They're I, hiding. I, I gifted see. Gus like five or seven Plano, oh, I've seen Plano his fucking, boxes. I've seen his fucking wall. I'm like, fuck. Man. Yeah. Gus yeah. has been a big help to the podcast. He made a... Our hunt episode, like, there's, like, a fucking uh, bait in the hand, like, in a Saskatchewan crank with a mic. It's cool. So oh, big help. Uh, yeah, I guess I've, I've fished with him since I was 18. Yeah. So. How old are you at? 42. Baby. Well. Compared to this guy. Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa. Um, let's go through and uh, talk about everyone's favorite bait. We'll start from the right to the left. Go for it. Oh, the Fish Lab Hardgill. I'm going to let uh, Justin take over. I got to go pee pee. Justin's going to be a fucking uh, good. Oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> the fucking guy right now. I got to go pee pee. This is He's where it goes over. sideways. Beats oh, from right to left. <laughs> I mean, current baits, by far the Fish Lab hard gill. If you actually want to catch fish on swim baits, they better now be bluegill or shad shaped because our DFW sucks and can't stock trout. Um, old school stuff, the Lunker Punker, the original AC plug, like the 14 inch. Uh, glide bait, the 250 or the King Cannon. Yeah, I started out with the AC and the Hinkle. Honestly, the Hinkle's a freaking. It's got drawing power. Yeah, like it has the mother. I've and, and again, I'm coming at you guys just straight striped bass. So of course, largemouth react different. The mother had the drawing power, but they wouldn't commit to it as much. The Hinkle, they would absolutely just destroy, destroy. it. Destroy the 250. They'd never yep. come up and swat at it. They just inhale it whole. Um, but that big cannon glide would just, oh, my God, you can draw them up. They're hanging on the bottom in 20 feet. You could raise the whole school. On the 250, if you have them headbutt it a ton, um, they just inhale it? In Arkansas, they would just inhale it. Out here, they're... The little fish will... The little fish will swat at it. And that's yeah. that's what sucks is when you hook yeah. them outside the mouth and they start rolling. And that's when you get gill plated or you yeah, bend yeah. out hooks. But, yeah, the small fish out here love headbutting it. Um 
Arkansas, they would just dude, they just swim up and eat it. They Let me know when you guys go to Arkansas. I'll give you a couple baits to break in half out there. For sure, for sure. <laughs> hey, your your phone's going off. I think I think you got a grinder notification. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, she checks. <laughs> uh, what about you? Oh man, um, bait that I've been fishing a lot more recently is a bait that Rob, uh, Big Rob, uh, showed me like ten years ago, twelve years ago. It's a musky musky bait. I'll let him. I think you might do a podcast with him, so I'll let Rob I share that. I know, I know the Big bait. Rob. Yeah. It, uh, Rob, what's his last name? Flada. Yes. Flada. Yeah. I'm trying. The Castaic so. King. He, uh, he's a he's Butch's buddy, right? Mad respect for that guy. Yeah. He's, so he's he, putting uh, his time. I'm trying to do one with him and Butch together. Oh, nice. Nice. So that'd be cool. Because they, nice. like, they, he talked about, like, them battling for the striper kind of, like, deal. Yeah. So it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what is that musky bait? I'll let, Rob, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Rob tell him. Cause He's not going to tell us. That's, that's one of my pocket ones. That I, I brought that to you, Mike. You know which one it is. I, I'm pretty I sure. It starts with an H. Yeah. Remember I showed you guys? I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. He's no. baits. Not the Hinkle. Um, no. the Hinkle is a good bait. There's a uh, couple of good musky baits out there that have... I think I know what you guys are talking about, but I ain't going to yeah. say it. Yeah. Yeah. I won't name that one, but the bikini baits... There's some good one-piece glides, too. Yeah. Those are other musky baits. And then uh, I'll, I'll throw um, uh, the Z-plug religiously still. Uh, it's my favorite wake bait. Really? That yeah. was the first glide bait, in my opinion. Yeah. The one, one-piece one Z-plug. Yep. When that, just like Mike says, it hunts. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get that thing under the surface, and it, it, it tracks like this, you know, and that's what the glide bait does today. Yeah. And uh, Craig Silks was kind of ahead of his time with that bait. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't fish that bait the way it should be. No, they fish it too fast. They I fish think it too hard. A lot of people, yeah, just have a hard time. Like, is it just trolling though, like more than anything? You, no, you, can, you can, nah, you can retrieve you it. You can yeah. troll it. Yeah, but it's a great cast bait. It's a great yeah. casting bait. Yeah, you can ask Mike. We caught like forty one night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. So when I started fishing at Silverwood, Silverwood what spot, guys? <laughs> yeah. uh, I the, struggled at Silverwood the first two years because we were throwing just big stuff, fourteen and sixteen inch. And I started fishing with Stefan, and he honestly opened up my eyes on how different stripers hunt at night compared to during the day what they key in on. Yeah. And during that day, you need that bigger bait, the drawing power, but at night... Get them out of deep water. Yeah, at night, they're up on shallow beaches, and they're hunting, and you, you got to scale it down. Yeah. So there's it's a... There's smaller bait. There's night. another bait that's not it's a swim bait that I won't burn, but it was tied on both our rods 80% of the time. And, <laughs> but uh, laid absolute waste to them. It Mega could, bass, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually an it's old OG, school East OG, Coast bait. Yeah, and, bait. uh Taddy 45. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the funny part is they're cheap as shit. <laughs> Actually, there's two kinds. There's one that doesn't <laughs> die. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, we you do know, this podcast in town. Sometimes you get, guys you, listening. you've fuck gone them. through the years and you're like, you just don't care anymore. It's like, yeah. let, the, let these younger guys know that. Yeah. I so if you're fishing at night, day. I'll tell you right now, throw the bomber long, eh? Really? The 16 <laughs> and the 17 are absolute fucking striped bass destroyers at night what do you think justin he knows yeah you crank down a 16 or a 17 a foot or two under the surface and just dude slow and steady no grinds or nothing or no pop in and they find that fucking thing really? they destroy they it, it. Wow. that thing's got you could, more 50 pound stripers than any other really? bait made yep. 
I mean, you can fish big swim baits all night and not get a sniff. You throw that bomber all night and you'll leave with a rope at 20. What's uh, your guys' local PB? So not like Arkansas, anything like that. Mine Large, largemouth or striper? The striper. You guys are striper guys. Uh, we'll start from the left to the right. Uh, I'm sure it's it's 30-ish. From? Castaic. Really? Yeah. Striper? Yeah. Okay. Three of them, 34, 33-34 from DVL. Really? Yeah. Oh, what's the record there? I think it's 34-something. So close to the record. Oh, I yeah. I think yeah. 40. Yeah. Did somebody get a bigger one? I think someone Probably. got one pushing 40 a couple years ago. Okay. What'd you get? I thought it was... My big two are 33 and 30, both from Silverwood. And what's the lake record there? 55. 50-something from back in the heyday. Greg, Greg Silks. Late hey. 90s when we Silverwood was We talked about that with pumping. Tanner, yeah. Greg Silks. So, yeah, Silverwood yeah. was the super fishery because before the stripers were in there, it was the best crappie fishery, fishery in California. Brown trout. Yeah, it had browns, but the crappie in there were just thick. Dude, you, you can go yeah. off the docks and catch 200 of them. And those stripers just chowed those things down, and they had all the trout plants. That place was... Food factory. Back in the day, remember Orlando Wilson fishing show, the Fishing the West? Yeah, it's like old school, yeah. old school. But they did a show at Silverwood where they were fishing like cut chovies at the buoy line on Silverwood. Every fish they landed was twenty Who to thirty. DVL show. God, there was an amazing. <laughs> Mark Mark's been <laughs> on a couple DVL TV shows. Hold on, hey, I'm just remembering. I said this guy was an asshole when he did a show, and he was a DVL guy, and it was real low the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, must have been you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely Mark. He's the asshole. <laughs> that was me. It was uh, East, actually an East Coast guy named Dan Kenny. Uh, he had a. But it, it was big on YouTube. Like, it, it, got a lot of, it got a lot of views. I fished it with Art Berry. Yes. That was pretty cool. Yes. Actually, out of out of all three of us here, I mean, I have the, by far the least knowledge on Diamond Valley. I didn't focus on it. You know, I was focusing on other fisheries, you know, but when you Diamond caught Valley them on that show. Out. I remember that. We, we caught some fish. There was nothing big. I think the biggest fish that we caught was like... The four-pound trout. Five-pound trout. <laughs> <laughs> like six pounds or something. Yeah, it was a big trout. I, I remember the big trout. trout. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I, think I, was like, I think I had a six-pound largemouth. in the middle. He's that was it. Yeah, you I'm, rub, I'm rubbing <laughs> off. Hey, are you I'm rubbing off. Are you fucking bitch like that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't let that guy... Look at his fucking smiley Love face. that guy. He's so happy. Love that guy. Don't let him He's, he's had like that one in his back pocket for a minute. He's been waiting... Look at him. He just gave me the mallard. Ah, mallard. It's all good. <laughs> no, I've, I've done a few shows. Um, I did a show at on the Castaic Lagoon with Byron Velvic. Uh, I did a show uh, for Bass Insider at Casitas. What about Pudding Stone? What about it? I think, didn't you do one on Pudding Stone? No. Oh, I'm thinking, uh... Right, I don't think mind. so, but the Bass Insider show was pretty cool. We were the last ones to ever fish inside the buoy line at the dam. Really? Yeah, and apparently word got out that we were doing that. We were legal. They we got had, mad. We had permits. They got mad. But everybody else was complaining. Why? Um, because they couldn't go back there. But you got a permit. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta have a production studio, get the permit. Yeah, there's a lot get of, that filming permit. There's a lot of, it, it, was, it was BASS that, that did it, so... You know, obviously, big organization. Apparently, you're famous, huh? No. Okay. Just my own bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was the question again? Trout. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the mold end up? The gigantoid. Gigantoid. Mold? Mold? Yeah, that thing. 
Uh, it's currently in the possession of Vic Deppy. Yeah, that's Who's what that? I thought. Uh, Derpy fish, derp. Just fish everything. The the curse the curse of Gigantoid. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What did you say? I think his that's company's his fish everything. Oh. Yeah, you guys know Vic? He lived here? No. He used to live here. I tried to no, men- I, don't think I tried so. to mentor him. You guys don't like Vic? Uh, uh, he's a kid back east. He's right? just yeah, a he's kid. Just kid. Yeah. I like him. He's on his grind. Apparently, from online, his customer service could use a little work, but <laughs> <laughs> he's on his grind and he's doing his thing. And like, fuck it, he's making baits for a living. So I got into a mold where not a fish. Hey, mold, thank God, thank thank you, Justin, for making drama. <laughs> I, I got I got into a I got into a mindset that people that have done me dirty over the years, I'm just going to drop, and he was one of them. Mm. You know, I sent him that mold. What you mold? Know, the big the, one? The mold of Gigantoid. The he one that it. the one that caused me to get death threats twenty years wait, ago. Wait, wait, wait. Ta- can, okay, you're skipping we already a told fucking that, story. We already told that story. I didn't know it was Vic, dude. I didn't know it was fish everything. I no, he I sent, sent it to him, him the mold. So, anyways, I sent him the mold of Gigantoid, which is the bait that caused me to get death threats from my best friend. Who, yes. you know, that yes. whole yes. Just to refresh your memory. Look at look at how mad you are. Too many beers already. You already forget. No, I'm not. So I'm listening to your story, but you don't want to tell the whole thing. So I sent him the mold and. You know, the expectation was that he would, you know, bring it back out, bring it back to the general public because it's a, you know, it was a legit bait, caught yeah. big fish. Long story short, broken promises. He made a plug and then changed the the master of it and uh, never came through on his end. So I just, you know, I just dropped him. Yeah. You know, he's a young kid. He's got things to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a great opportunity because I, <laughs> I fed him a lot of, lot of knowledge. That uh, you know, all he all he needed to do was just come through on his end, and he didn't. So, do you want to pull through on that that bait you did? No, no, no I'm, I'm done. I can give a shit. Yeah, doesn't help. You're, you're like uh, kind of primarily focused on trout a little more. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. all you want to do right now. Yeah, trophy trout, big trout, all swim bait, jerk bait, fly rod, fly rod, fly rod. Let's talk about that. Tying my own flies and learning. Mike and I just started fly fishing. Do you fish with uh, um, I know um, fuck uh, Rob Robert uh, Baldonado. No Not Baldonado. Mm-mm. No. Which gear? Nope. No. No. I know who he is. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a he's a swim bait guy that went trout too, mm-hmm. right? Just asking. Yeah, I stay well, away. I stay away from anything savage hey. gear now. <laughs> super fucking awkward. Thanks, guys, for yeah. making this fucking. Right. Really awkward. Got quiet. You, you brought up savage ask. gear. <laughs> you brought up savage yeah. gear. So. Uh, you savage guys, gear. You guys, is you dead guys to me. tie your own fucking flies. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. It, it's all fresh to me, which I love. I love learning new things and researching and studying and. Like, so did you put down the swim bait rod and be like, "I'm done"? Yeah. I got bored with it. Plus, the whole drama aspect of it kind of pushed me away. Um, the, the striper realm kind of, I, I, I started seeing that, that drama start to unfold. Oh, striper is kind of getting the same thing. Well, Mark was retired when I, uh, joined Okuma in 2009. I kind of dragged him out of retirement and got him in striper fishing with me and stuff. Wait, he was retired from Okuma? From the big from, baits. From scene. big baits. <laughs> really? From, from yeah. fishing in general, to be honest. Yeah. I was I traveling so much for work and, and honestly, you know, at that point I'd been swim bait fishing for a long time and i just kind of lost that steam and mike was actually trying to get me into trout fishing you know freaking so years mike, ago you were, you were trout fishing with flies and then um a little bit with flies a lot of mini jigs a lot of jerk baits 
Um, Not anymore, though. Right? You guys are just straight fly guys. No, I still bring a jerkbait rod to the right fishery. I don't. Um, I love hearing that because I've read uh, I read bass magazines like 10 years ago. And the dude's like a thing. I'm a guide for, I forgot where it was, Colorado. I don't know. I don't fucking remember. But what I'm talking about is this dude was like, I'm a guide trout fishing, throwing fucking jerkbaits. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'll catch him. And the and the people said, you're not going to catch him on jerkbaits. He's like, I will watch. Oh, the Edo 110 you know, like, is the absolute yeah, trophy yeah, trout. Exactly. Yep. Stinging machine. That's cool, man. But yeah, same thing. Um, I faded away from swim baits about five, six years ago because our DFW can't fucking plant trout. for because your daddy said no more. No. <laughs> no <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> trout plants went Pop from 40,000 pounds a year at Silverwood <laughs> to 4,000. So That's crazy. The DFW has absolutely screwed the anglers of California. Period with the sh- just the shit trout plants every year, different hatchery goes down. There's always an excuse of why they can't meet numbers and why it just it sucks now. So, I mean, the more I've traveled with Okuma, the more I've kind of broadened my horizons to know that there's other fisheries around that are in their prime. So, I could spend 80 days a year at Silverwood and spend all that gas money and time, or I can work and travel and. Hit Milwaukee for Browns. Hit Lake Sinclair for Muskies. Maybe you should hit your friend next to you. Yeah. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. One day. It's cool to hear that man. you guys are like kind of making some new baits. Like, I mean, the baits you bang on the table. It's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, thank know? you. Yeah. Yeah, I started a whole new bait company. Uh, last year was its debut. Brought out 14 new products. This year we're bringing out That's some more cool lab, stuff. Right? Yeah, all Fish yeah, Lab. Right. Uh... Uh, line anything like that Just um we do soft steel fishing line that's what i heard that's so I we're doing braids we have a pretty sweet uh fluoro stretch it's a high stretch 100 percent fluorocarbon all right extruded in japan um a couple other new exciting fluorocarbons coming out um leaning heavily on a lot of the japanese technology and extrusions that stretch fluoro is absolutely sweet for that saltwater game awesome. with short top shots you pull hooks on a lot less fish. You're not wearing a big hole in calico. It's just, it's forgiving. Oh, you um, fish calico, huh? And a little bit, a little bit still oh, do. Really? Well, I mean, we we're all, go out, bro. we're all bluefin tuna anglers I'm now. I'm for calico. <laughs> Calicos are like, so 2005. He said, fuck calico. I'm not, I can't catch anything under uh, three pounds. I'm a bluefin professional. Now. Everyone's a bluefin or a swordfish professional now. You know what I mean? Deep drop, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are such fucking. Ass. Remember back in the day, all summer was just about sand bass and barracuda. <laughs> now I it's, don't. Now it's two hundred pound bluefin and swordfish. So it's crazy to see yeah. the saltwater scene just change in SoCal. It's yeah. been pretty rad. Yeah. Definitely. Let's uh, plug everything. Oh, we just plugged Akuma Fish Lab. Uh, anything you got to plug, Stephen? Double Y Z. <laughs> 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 get double eyes or my, my instagram all species are my youtube fisherman with no vowels hey plug away dude plug away i don't know i got an awesome girlfriend at home she takes care of the place when i'm gone doesn't complain about me fishing hey i don't like, i definitely don't, i didn't ask you about your girlfriend i'm, pl- I'm plugging apparently so you you <laughs> gave it. him hold on wait 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 you gave him shit about the pe teacher yeah but the first thing you do is plug your fucking girlfriend hey man why don't you give him shit, Justin? Why the fuck don't you give him shit? I don't know. 
Justin can't be on my I, level, so <laughs> he just stays quiet. That's how quiet Justin is right now for this whole podcast. I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> okay, so the girlfriend. No, she's she's awesome. That's cool, um, man. And my daughter, you know, those are the two two people in my life. And eighteen, man. That's it. Those I'm are the important away, things dude, I'm to plug. Two years away from that, so I'm like scared. Yeah. All, all right, right, Justin didn't even talk. No, oh. sweet. Hey, plug Makaira. your shit. Oh, no, it's no, all no. about the Makaira. No, plug your shit. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get a through all uh, transducer. Oh, my Instagram, Justin Hillbilly Hill. And you can do what? Uh, any electronics, mechanic work, just about everything. Suck us some dick. That's his name that on Grinder, also. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Grinder name. Plenty uh, of fish. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Gotcha. Listening. Bye. <laughs>